You're listening to the Restraining Hollywood Podcast, where entertainment isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. On tonight's episode, the boys welcome Tyrell Ventura from Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura and actor-musician Sean Dunbar. All right, let's do this. How you guys doing? Welcome back to the Restraining Hollywood Podcast. This is B, what, episode eight? Something like that. Got episode eight here. Very, <laughs> very special track. guest. <laughs> I am keeping track. I'm just ridiculous. <laughs> no, Once we get past track. ten, I won't. I won't keep track. But Come on. No very special guest, uh, Tyrell Ventura from Conspiracy Theory with uh, Jesse Ventura, True TV, and also with us, uh, Elliot Davini, of course, my partner in crime and actor, model, and uh, badass Sean Dunbar. <laughs> what up? What up? Hello. Wow, what yeah. an introduction. Yeah, I know. No, right? I know. That was good. I feel good about it. Thank myself. God for the coffee. Oh. Brandon's yeah, getting good right, at this. Right? I'm My getting a little better. drinking coffee at like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tyrell, to start things off, Uh-oh. you had a Sasha Gray story for us, I believe. Oh, oh, no. I just, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I had, uh, sorry I, to put you I, on this. I'd spot. seen her on this behind the scenes thing for Entourage one time, and I was at, um, I went to the premiere of Machete. Out oh, in nice. LA. Oh, great and, movie. Um, yeah, it was cute. It's fun. Um, <laughs> and so uh, we were at this after party thing, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I was trying to figure out who the hell this girl was, because I'm like, who, I recognize that girl. But it wasn't, <laughs> like, how a normal person would recognize Sasha right. Gray. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm not really a big porn guy. Right. Um, so it's not like her ass was twitching, you no, was like, no, 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 I, I just was like, <laughs> I know that dark hair like girl. That and then I put, then I, and then, like, I, I started talking to her, and I, I realized, oh, that's that girl I saw in this, like, behind the scenes of Entourage uh, or something. And then I asked her, we started talking, and then she told me the story about how she picked her, her name, which was fascinating as hell. Uh, she picked her name because when she got into porn, she wanted to do like all of the crazy stuff there and like kind of put all of her demons and all of the like any anything, you know, girls go, you know, just mm-hmm. wild out shit. Yeah. Um, I can swear here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck shit. On the porn, like in her porn site. So she created this character for herself. Yeah. And she picked Sasha because she liked the name. But here's the here's the cool part. She picked Gray off of. The picture of Dorian Gray. Sure. Hmm. Ooh. As like, you know, this, if, for those that don't know the story or don't know, you know, who don't read. Um, <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> uh, Dorian Gray was a story about a, a painter who made a deal with the devil to where he would, all of his, uh, every vile act or aging or every horrible thing that he did would be put onto a painting of himself. Hmm. And the picture would age and the picture would get decrepit and all of that, but he would stay young forever. Yes. Oh, wow. And so I was like, that's pretty good that's for a porn deep. star. That is that's, Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow. That okay. is deep. She's pretty smart, right? It's a porn deep. star with yeah, brains. She was very cool. Yeah. So was have very you, cool. uh, did you watch her on Entourage at all? I don't watch fucking Entourage because <laughs> that's a bullshit show. <laughs> he lives it. No, no, it's a bullshit show. She it's, talks it's about reading a lot in there. That's why I bring it up. Let me get done with Entourage first. Yeah, yeah. Entourage <laughs> is a bullshit show because it, it basically is what Hollywood wants to sell itself as. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, oh. it says, oh, here, for all the people out in Iowa and Oklahoma, Minnesota, whatever. Your this is what we're here, like. Here you is know, your, come out here, here with your, your buddies and you make a yeah. bunch of money and go to clubs and do yeah. hot chicks. Nah. It's just a fantasy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a total fantasy. I'd say the most accurate, one of the most accurate representations of living in Hollywood that I've experienced in the last 10 years is probably Californication with David Duchovny. That's a good oh, show. Yeah. Yes, that's I probably. Dig that. I mean, I granted, he he gets laid a lot more <laughs> he, than the average writer. Sure. I was gonna say but, I'm um, going to L.A. right now. But, but he's new company, man. I mean, <laughs> come on. But no, I would I would definitely say by and large, like just the people and the feel of L.A. is yeah. captured 
way better yeah. Yeah. In, in Californication than yes. Entourage. Yeah, Entourage is show. pretty extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fun show, but it's, it's pretty extreme. Yeah. For me, well, it kind of went downhill know. after the like the third season. When, when they like released Medi I tried to watch two episodes. I tried to watch the first season and the first episode, and I turned it off. Because mm. I, you know, I, I, I have a weird history of getting into Hollywood and kind sure. of working yeah. there. And so I kind of yeah. got to see the behind-the-scenes quickly first of like, you know, I guess you could say like the upper echelon of the business, mm-hmm. right? And so it kind of jaded me then, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. at a young age, which was sad because right. I became jaded at like twenty four, right? You know, when you're supposed to be like really excited and like right. I'm in Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. right? And I'm like oh, fucking business, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. um, unfortunate. No, interesting. But where, now, where are you guys come from? So, like, what's your background? I don't know anything about you people. Ah, uh, uh, we're just a bunch of losers who like oh, okay. coffee and beer from Minnesota. My background: I grew up in the Brainerd Lakes area, moved mm-hmm. down here ninety nine. What got you into film? I uh, just always wanted to do it. Just always wanted to do it. Always wanted to make films. I mean, when I was a little kid, obsessed with films. John oh, cool. Hughes movies. Oh, yeah. 80s yeah. action movies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, the movie that made me want to really make I, mean, I always wanted to be an actor. I always wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. Oh, nice. nice. Uh, okay. Like the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Remember that? With, uh, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just the, the, great, the great cast they had back then. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, it's like, um, Dan- like the Dana Carvey era. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. The Dana Mike Carvey, Myers, Adam Mike Sandler. Myers. That was a great era for, yeah. for you know. Absolutely. But uh, the movie that made me want to make movies is when I saw Bogey Nights for the first oh, time. I was yeah. like, oh, now Marky I have Mark, to do you know? this. Yeah. I have to do this. And it uh, started in, uh, you know, whatever. It was like 2004. Mm-hmm. And we just... I didn't do any film schooling or anything. I just dove... In head first and made a lot of errors. <laughs> but, you have but, to though. Uh, uh, oh my God! You talk about falling down and getting back up. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's in my experience the the best thing you can do into to get into filmmaking is to fail, is to suck. Oh yeah. Because you learn so much uh, oh, that yeah. way. Oh, you I'm make still failing over yeah. here. Oh yeah. no, no, we're no, really I mean, good at it by now. Just gotta go out and do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then you know get a job on set somewhere to kind of learn the basics of how set works. And yes, yeah. things are getting better now though. I mean, obviously, I'm beyond proud of the two films we're about ready to release. Yeah, oh, yeah. this is an exciting awesome time films. for us. Awesome films. Uh, yeah, definitely. If you're gonna be home here back here in Minnesota, in October sixth or November seventeenth. Uh, November come, maybe October probably no. come to the come to the premieres. No, yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, I'm detained through the TV show. Oh, oh okay. yeah. yeah, wow. And uh, what's your background? Me, uh, I born and raised here, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents both came from uh, Africa, West Africa, oh, wow. cool. Liberia. Um, so I grew up in uh, and they Bay, moved here, and they moved here to the Minnesota cold. to the cold. Ouch. Exactly right. I'm kicking in the wall. I'm like, yo, it's cold in here. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like mom, dad, you have all of America to choose from. <laughs> you come to Minnesota. You, hey, but you know, I, I love it here. I'm yeah. not going to yeah. lie. I do love it here. It was a great place to be raised. Mm-hmm. Um, went to school. What uh, got you into acting? College. College. Yeah, I went to college and realized that uh, during my marketing class that there was nothing of uh, material that I could market and be passionate about mm. until I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, this guy. So oh, then <laughs> ever since then, I was like, how can I market myself? So oh. then I started acting. I figured that's the best way to find myself work. and market it. So started doing it about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Fortunate yeah, enough new. to wake up with these guys. Yeah, he, he, and came, like he came to one of our sets, one of our big shoots, this nightclub scene, and he was just giving me an extra... One of my one of my older guys couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. He flaked on me. Like mm-hmm. calls me like when are you supposed to be there. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, send someone to Bloomington to come get me. I'm all over and I'm like, bye. <laughs> and, and I grab this guy. I'm like, dude. You're very first is anything that I've done. I just walk on scene thinking I'm about to be this extra. I'm 
answered it on Craigslist, so I'm like, all right, I hope <laughs> I'm, I hope I'm not about to be taking off my clothes. Yeah. And then yeah. it's just like, hey, you want to be in a movie? I like your voice. I like your yeah. face. And yeah. I was like, all right. Yeah. And we've been working with him solid ever since. He's cool. been yeah. in pretty much That's everything awesome. we've done. Oh, That's great. So, so appreciative. Yeah. 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 And he did the fun. he did the uh, end credit rap for Potpourri, Ooh, which is yeah. pretty oh. pretty amazing. And yeah. he did and he did a rap song with D Tune Kites for yeah. uh, for an harm's way too. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I I multi-talented over here. I lived in Plymouth my whole life, and we got a the family got a video camera like right when they became available mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, consumers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, I remember uh, that. Late 80s? Yeah, yeah it was like Action. 89, That's 90. So similar to me. Okay. Similar to me. And just yeah. uh, always film stuff around the house, loved uh, using a camera, and then, you know, just grew and got bigger and better, and now we're doing twenty, thirty thousand oh, dollars $30,000 movies. So it's, just, oh, it's been a slow, a slow burn, you know? Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's similar to me. I, um, I started, you know, I was like eight years old, I think, when my wow. dad went off and did uh, uh, Predator. Mm. Oh, and, um, you know... I had liked movies, like me and my mom watched a lot of old movies, like, you know, all the black and whites. Like, she's a big fan of, like, Bogart and The sure. Call and, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, uh, Joan Crawford and, like, all sure. of those people, that era, of, that golden era of filmmaking. And um, so I kind of grew up watching that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and fell in love with, like, the universal monsters and stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, my dad came back from Predator with these wild stories of, of what it was like to do that movie. And... Um, and through, I think it had to have been through like the monies he made off Predator. Yeah. He decided to buy the you know RCA sure. shoulder VHS oh, okay. clunky yeah. camcorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we just started playing around with it and like shooting Christmas and stuff like that. Yeah. And and, and <laughs> I became kind of like we all did Saturday Night Live vignette kind of oh, things nice. over Christmas, right. and I yes. just loved it. And so, so I always kept doing that. And so like every summer, I'd get all the friends together in the neighborhood. Yeah. And we'd make, like, the first movie I ever made was Predator. I hadn't even seen it. Yeah. We had, like, a woods next door to us, and sure. we're all, you know, young guys, <laughs> running so we all have, like, woods. army clothes and <laughs> plastic guns. Yeah. And, you know, my mom oh, filmed yeah. it, and, you know, That's it was, great. like, the whole yeah. nine, you know, and telling me the story, because I hadn't seen it yet. I yeah. was too young. You know? Yeah. Like, nice. You know, nice. and so, uh, you know, it was wild, you know, and then that kind of every summer I would make right. another home movie. Yeah. And, you know, you get to high school, and they start asking you what you want to do with your life, and I was like, well, I was only happiest making these movies exactly mm-hmm. yeah and so, um, it seems that it always comes out of that every yeah. filmmaker just loves movies mm-hmm. and they, they yeah. you want to be involved somehow well, you, you don't have yeah. to in order to put up with like all the good and the bad of it I right mean, especially yeah the bad, you know, the, the now, do you have all these old movies saved are they on a on yeah they're somewhere? somewhere on vhs and storage oh, yeah. okay i mean i kept oh. making them all throughout high school i mean then when you got to high school it became like action movie central oh yeah you know mm-hmm. so it's like right. Uh, my high school had it would a, have been um, you know mid '90s when action about movies that were yeah just yeah yeah huge. and and you know so it was like you know I I really wanted to be Nicolas Cage in Face Off oh yeah oh, you know when he gets out the car awesome. with the car, with the, the trench guns. coat and all yeah. that I was yeah. like that's yeah. awesome the gold plated guns <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you know and um, such a badass oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like so we started making movies like that in fact I made Bad Boys Two in high school before Michael Bay before Michael Bay yeah oh yeah oh he owes you some royalties it's my high school was cool because it's Champlain Park they had a, um, a student-run news broadcast every yeah. morning. And so we had, like, all these, like, you know, uh, editing equipment and, like, all that, you know, the old-school mm-hmm. tape with the sure. turns and all that. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to go in and edit my home movies at school because they really loved me there. And um, I was able to put in, like, you know, big-budget movie special effects yeah, into nice. my own home movies. Oh, oh, nice. So, you know, you got some 15-year-old kid, like, leaping off the back porch, <laughs> then cut to Die Hard. He's jumping <laughs> off the side of the building. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> nice. but it taught me editing. You know, I mean, yeah, it really right. taught me like the fundamentals of film. And then I got lucky enough um, 
then you know that that one big event happened in our lives um, when when my dad won governor. Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah, I got oh, lucky yeah. enough to meet Sean Penn and Jack Nicholson. They were coming to town to scout a movie that Sean was directing that Jack was going to star in, and the script was the originally pledge, written right? to take place. Yeah, the pledge. Okay. It was originally written to take place in Minnesota. Okay. Um, the original set of writers who, who who wrote the screenplay originally, then Sean did his own draft. Sure. But they had set it in Minnesota, mm -hmm. um, so they came to scout and. They wanted to have dinner with Jesse because he was kind of like, you know, it was like 98, 99. Everyone was like, who's the man? Who's this guy who's the independent wrestler guy? <laughs> yeah. You know, who's governor? And so we had a beautiful dinner. And, and, you know, when you put two huge personalities into a room like like Mr. Nicholson and, and, and my father. Wow. You know, all know, of us kind of, you just right? sit back and watch. Yeah. You know, because it's like, wow. You know what's gonna happen next? I know, right? You know, it's like I would have been able to eat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I didn't. You know, yeah. I, I, was, I was working at a fucking hat store in in, uh, in, uh, in uh, 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 not Rosedale, uh, Southdale. Southdale. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, I was selling fucking lids. Yeah. You know, I was selling oh, yeah. baseball hats. So it's like I got this phone call, like you should come to dinner tonight. Why? <laughs> you should. Sean Penn and Jack Nicholson are coming here. I what? Mean, like you know. So I show up and like, I quit. Bye. During that, yeah. me and Sean kind of made friends that night and so um he had said you know i had asked him that night i said hey you know if, if, you, if you do this movie could i come out and, and visit and he said of course here's my numbers and all that so then um went to la that summer just just to drive out there never driven cross country and, and ran into him in la and we hung out and he kept that promise cool. up that come february when i do this movie you know come out yeah and um, he ended up moving the movie to, to shoot in Vancouver because he wanted um, a little bit more of a, he wanted the movie to take place in Reno okay. and, and there because he felt like Minnesota is actually a little too nice for like a seasoned homicide detective. Sure. Right. You know, like he did, well, he just kind of felt like, and plus Fargo and, and all that, and he didn't yeah. really want to feel like he was, yeah. you know. Right. Um, so they moved it to Reno, but then shot it in Vancouver. So I, I, I called Sean and said, well, hey, you know, I, I know you're about to start shooting. Could I come up and... and uh, work on the film, or not work on it, but come up and visit for like a week, what would be a good week? And like a day later, he called me back and said, and I was like 19, he said, why don't you come up and be my assistant? <sighs> Whoa. Wow. You know, and, and, and it's kind of one of those phone calls where you say, yes. You're yes. Right, right, and then right you hang up the phone and go like, right. I have no fucking clue how to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. He's like, how does Sean Penn take his coffee? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know. And so I, uh, I, I wow. packed up my car and, and, and drove to Vancouver and, uh, and, and, and did three, four months working for Sean on, on this movie. Oh, it, wow. It, amazing. It was an amazing movie. And, and, and you know, it was, it was one of those great movies where it's like we had an amazing actor like every two weeks of shooting there was like an actor mm -hmm. to come in and do like one scene yeah like Helen Mirren Vanessa Redgrave uh Benicio Del Toro uh nice. Aaron Eckhart <laughs> Mickey Rourke uh oh, I mean it was just wow. this like I mean for 19 20 years old yeah that, that's a lot you know, of you're just, yeah. you're just like yeah. I get to meet you oh my god yeah you know and and then you realize very quickly that being the assistant to above the line makes you and in terms of a movie set and production you're kind of basically the liaison between the below the line and the above the line. Mm -hmm. Oh. So you actually have a lot of power that you don't really realize. I mean, I didn't I'm 19, I didn't yeah. know, but, but you'd realize that they have to go through you to get to them. And, yeah. and it was a hell of a learning experience. And Sean oh, was an amazing guy uh, to, to watch direct and learn under. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he's, then, he's one of my favorite. He's actors. pretty incredible. Seriously, yeah. I, I yeah and he's guy. a hell of a human being and one of the most loyal, nicest, honest people I've ever met in my life. Um, 
and and you know Sean would be Sean regardless of what he was doing. Sure. You know? Okay. He yeah. would yeah. still be as active and sure. political yeah. and like all of that. It doesn't matter if he's an actor or not. Like if he, you know, he, he's one of those guys that you could imagine that you could see. Like if he was a construction worker, he'd this still very be the same guy. Be very intense. very yeah. humble and, very, and very well read. He never mm-hmm. went to school, but like or I think he did some little schooling, but you know, book book smart, street smart, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But then we ended up doing. Four movies together. I think we ended up doing uh, I Am Sam, Mystic River, and Twenty One Grams. Whoa! Nice. You worked on Mystic I own, River. I own two of the three of those. <laughs> <laughs> Love Mystic River. Yeah, Mystic Man, River. That was, was incredible. That was, that was an incredible experience. That was too. deep. Working with nuts. Clint Eastwood was was a hell of a. Oh you know, my gosh! I, I mean, Clint's great because it's at like seventy two years old. Like he, you know, you'd, you'd walk on the set and he'd he'd kind of turn and look at you and. <laughs> He'd give you that classic Clint Eastwood stare, yeah. <laughs> and it's like he's seventy-two year old, but he could knock me the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> like, this is like Chuck Norris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, this man is yeah. just awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and that was a great. fun movie to work on. We have yeah. a we have a character in our, in our movie uh, who is essentially based on Clint Eastwood, and that's the only description <laughs> that appears in the script. Is he's a you know he's his Clint yeah, Eastwood when with you a, see with him, he's a badass, right? That's you know that's such a yeah. great personality. It was on neat. Screen. It was neat. For a learning experience, because I got to I got to start, you know, I got to watch Sean and then another amazing director named Jesse Nelson who did I Am Sam, mm-hmm. and then and then you know we literally did Mystic River and Twenty One Grams almost back to back, like there was a, we had like a month off in between. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um and you kind of move from from watching Clint work as a director to then Alejandro Gonzalez Nerito, yeah, who is another brilliant director, did Amores Peros and things like that, yeah. And completely different directing styles. So what what differentiates when it comes to these directors? Like what are they doing that like just Clint's Clint is a guy who maybe does two, three takes. And okay. that's it. And very simple setups. Yeah. Like okay. one of the most amazing things I ever saw Clint. He's all do. about performance, isn't he? He's all it's performance. All about performance. Well, they all are. Yeah. They all yeah. want the best performances, mm-hmm. but how they go about getting them are different and unique to each mm-hmm. director. So like Clint will do a few takes and and kind of know that he has it within you know, a few takes. Now, if an actor needs more, he'll give him more takes. Sure, but by right. and large, it's always... And he has very simplistic setups, but are brilliant setups because it takes a lot of talent to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm only going to do a little bit of coverage and all of that, and I know that I'm getting that. I don't need to do flashy camera tricks. Yeah. I don't need to do... Right. Unless they're needed, yeah. you know, but really it's just simple. Let me watch the actors because that's the most important thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's very simplistic. Whereas uh, Alejandro, he will do, you know... You know, a 10, 11, 12 setups, you know, wow. many different angles, yeah. wow. handheld, and then do t- 12 to 17, 18 takes on each wow. one. Wow. Holy you know. shit. But each one gets amazing. <laughs> like, but when you wow. look at both their films, <gasps> yeah. they're both getting amazing performances. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. You know, but I think Alejandro is one of those directors who likes to shoot as much as everything because he really creates his movie in the editing room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know, that means so he just wants uh, that. He wants that as many options as possible. To cut yeah. back. Yeah. 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 Nice, and nice. whereas Clint is kind of very straightforward and he kind of already knows. Old school. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, but, but seeing the, the, this different styles of that, you know, was extraordinary. Right. No, I heard something about Clint Eastwood that he doesn't actually say action. No, on he doesn't. Set. No, you, you, you know the story no, behind that. No, never says action. Okay, and, then, and he, he told he me just why. Looks at him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just gives him a look. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he winks at you. No, he told me why. He um he uh he doesn't he doesn't say action because he when he was working on all, all those westerns over the years, you know, some AD would yell out action, and the horse would move. Oh, and then he'd realize, oh, well. Yeah, that pro- that's that's like when when you hear the word action, 
your mind immediately is taken out of it's alert. Yeah, it's it like, alert. oh, I got to get ready to go. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it's just you know whenever you're ready or go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. proceed. Yeah, man, that is smoother. That already makes me that feel already makes me feel good. Like, yeah. Yeah. Instead of because action, it, it, like you said, it's, it's a like little distracting. It is because you, as soon as you hear action, is your brain automatically is like, all right, yeah, I gotta get this perfect. Got to do this shit now. Mm -hmm. But all right, right. whenever Whereas, you're ready, whenever it's you're like ready, it's a much smoother way of kind yeah. of transitioning into performance. Oosa. Now, certain things you need action. I mean, if you've got a fucking army of extras yes. and you're doing some yeah. amazing, you know, action sequence or something, like you're gonna need that word at times just because it's like right. wrangling tons of people or mm -hmm. something specific. Right. Um. But, but, you know, you know uh, the greatest thing I ever saw Clint do, and this is a good testament to his style, is they were doing a scene. I don't even know if it made the end of the, end of the movie, but a scene where Sean pulls up in his car and gets out of the car, takes a uh, dress that he's bearing his daughter in uh, up to the mortuary, which is up these steps. And it's a big crane shot. You know, camera's up on the crane, locked off both sides of traffic, everything like this. Sean's ready to go. First shot of the day. Clint says, you know, Whenever we're ready. <laughs> car comes down, crane follows the car down, Sean parks, crane zooms in, follows Sean to the back of the car. You know, Sean gets the dress out, walks up the steps, crane kind of follows him up and then into a wide shot. Right. Crane says, wow. Cut, Brent, moving on. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a one take. One take. And here's for, why. And for, Whoa. For first take of the day. Here's, too. here's why. Quince, <laughs> Clint said, can he walk into the place? It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking classic. That's great. Classic. I didn't think I could love Clint Eastwood anymore, but now but it's, it's, I do. it shows you how smart he is because it yeah. truthfully is. It's like how many different ways can a guy walk? I mean, it's no. There's no dialogue. There's no mm -hmm. that. It, you know, it, it's get those shot, get them so you have them, but mm -hmm. you don't need to spend half a fucking day shooting them. No, right. right. Or, or it's a guy people. walking down a hallway or a guy walking in somewhere. You can only open the door, eight, you know, so I, many yes, times. Right, you know? exactly. Right. You know, I mean, unless all hell breaks loose and, like, <laughs> right. the, like the fucking car blows up or something. Like, <laughs> right. You know, I need one. Yes. You know? oh, yeah. I agree. That's a good way to look at it. Right. Know, as long as those performances are good. You know, oh. but no, it was an interesting, it was an interesting way to come up, you know. And, yeah. Uh, so this was all in your 20s? This was all, early, I, I stopped working for teens. Sean when I was about 25. Okay. And, and, and it wasn't, it, it was, it was simply because I kind of felt like college was over. Sure. Yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, we had done yeah. four movies at that point. I really was chomping at the bit to take what I'd learned out into the real world. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and it was great because he, he, he looked at me and said, well, you know, Ty, if, if you're, he said, I'm perfectly fine with that because if you were working for me when you were 30, I'd feel really guilty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. right. You know, eventually it was kind of. I, I heard uh, he was in this 80s movie that I just love called uh, Falcon and the Snowman. Mm -hmm. And I had heard uh, that, the, that the guy that he portrayed in that movie, I can't think of the real name guy. offhand. Yeah, re real that, that guy was his assistant for a minute too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the kind of guy he got out of jail. And, yeah. And, and, and he, Sean's like, that the, kind of guy. That like, is so he so met the guy when he was in jail, so what can I do? He had become friends with him. He knew he was rehabilitated. Sure. And and was like, how can I best help this guy now that he's out of jail? Wow. Have you, how hard you is it to get a job? How, yeah, no. yeah. I know. I'm sure you have. Yeah. It is yeah. just phenomenal. Like it's total ladies and uh, Timothy Hutton and Sean Penn and, oh, yeah. wow. and they they play like these kind of affluent kids from the suburbs who started like What's running it cocaine. It's called the Falcon and the Snowman. And okay. and uh, one of the out. guys is working for 
government, mm-hmm. military, and he's giving information to Sean. Penn, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, who's yeah, giving? Yeah. Who's Sean's giving character it to, was a drug dealer, and then uh, yeah, he's giving he it was, to the Russians. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that was the whole big, you know. Okay. They start getting Russians. all this money selling secrets to the Russians, and they right. didn't realize and, what and, they were and doing. And Sean Penn's character extent. just went ballistic yeah. on heroin. Mm-hmm. Like some of those scenes, it's just like, oh yeah, damn. Yeah, it's it's and it's like a two and a half hour movie. I mean, it's it's extreme like blow. In a way, I yeah, mean, not not as flashy. Not as yeah, yeah. Not it wasn't. As it wasn't. It wasn't about. It wasn't about. It's more about the story. So it's most, like California see, Sun a, compared that, that's to my, That's my problem. Yeah, it, that's my problem with like a lot of drug movies today. Is they make it seem even though there's still always the downfall. Right. You make it seem like glamorous glow or something. It's like ooh, they it's make glamorous, glamorous and yeah. you're balling and like oh, it's like no. Right. If you've ever met any gangster, you realize they're not fucking balling. And right? they're not happy. <laughs> no, they're never fucking happy. They're looking over their shoulder all the time. All the time you know what I mean? They're paranoid, paranoid people. They're not. They're not happy. Right. Right. Now, Tyrell, how much time have you spent in the in the Minneapolis film community? I spent I, I spent a, a, quite a bit of time when I first started because I'd work for Sean, then I'd come back. Okay, you know, and it was always that kind of thing. You know, I'd leave for three months, then come back. So I spent a lot of time in the Minneapolis film community in like the early two thousands. Oh, okay. You know, and it's a great community. I mean, there's a lot of really great people here yes. who, who who fight and, and strive to do something. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my biggest complaints, as it is with yeah. the film board, is that they spend so much time. Trying to lure Hollywood here, right? Instead of trying to cultivate the base of talent they have, oh, right? Yes, I, we you know, I agree. talked about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, really. one of my one of the things that really, when 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 my dad was governor and we kind of for whatever reason I was fucking twenty, I had the ear of, of a few of the higher ups on the film board at the time, and I, I kept saying to them, you know. But who's gonna listen to a twenty well? But I kept saying to them, like, <laughs> you know, um, you know, that's the like the other thing too is it's like when you're twenty and it's like I'm working for Sean, I got I can make this movie, I'm gonna I make know. it on my own and do all that, and I'm going like, no right-minded person is gonna give me a fucking million dollars. Yeah, I'm twenty fucking two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> right, you know. But at that time it was before the digital revolution. It was yeah, still oh, going right, and all that. Right. Yeah. But I kept telling the film board, I was like, you know, maybe what you guys should focus on is really either building up the film school you have at the Minneapolis Community College mm-hmm. or building another film school here because then what you because there's really not many options for film schools for kids coming out of high school right yeah well there's and mctc there's mcad yeah but that's about it you know yeah, and i like yeah I, I went to uh i went to iowa i graduated high school at and i didn't think anything was in town i mean right. i did i did searches for film school midwest and i, I thought iowa was the closest I mean, one, I think so columbia I has i think chicago is columbia in chicago is that school or whatever yeah it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's yeah, like yeah. the closest one that's yeah. really an accredited film school where if right. you take that Mm-hmm. piece of paper out to Hollywood like you can get a job off that right sure. you know, but but there really isn't anything else right and, and mm-hmm. so in my thought processes was you know why don't you cultivate the talent here because what's gonna happen more than likely they're gonna make their first film where they learn to make movies yes right. yeah. so at the very least you've got that first film and then right. they might come back like the Cone brothers have done and things like that yeah, yeah. instead of trying to get Hollywood to come here Hollywood's mm-hmm. not gonna come here unless it absolutely demands that they come here right yeah you know and yeah. even then it, it's yeah. you know, it, you know <laughs> well it, even if it, and like you said even if it's written Minnesota well, let's go up to fucking Canada and do it mm-hmm. they'll, they'll yeah. go to uh, they'll go to you know you're Michigan never gonna try to get that piece of tax the pie. incentives yeah, you're never gonna get that yeah. piece of the pie and and, and there's a lot of talent out here there's great talent out here and there's very you know it, I always there's a lot of talent in this garage <laughs> yeah <laughs> there is. That. I, I'm not that talented <laughs> <laughs> Elliot where's your maid I no, need a refill on this coffee <laughs> by talent he's talking about the Audi yeah, yeah. A, lot, a, lot of, a lot of talent <laughs> over there the fine engineering <laughs> he's talking yes. about your Macintosh yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty, or this weird like like this this 
That's like a frisbee golf device basket. For frisbees. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You have a basket. I'm in the torture device for frisbees. <laughs> yeah, look at this thing. It's like chain. Yeah, we forgot <laughs> to mention that at the beginning of the episode. We're sitting in uh, Davini's garage right now. That was yes. my fault. Oh, yeah. No, it's all good. The new though. podcast studio. Good. I kind of um, like it. Um, let me ask you this: would, If would you recommend to high school students graduating who are really into film that they pursue film school, or do you think that's not depends uh, on the way person. to do it? Okay. Really yeah. depends on the person. I mean, I I I got really lucky in the sense of like how I got it. You know, I, mean, right. I, I, got, I had a choice. I had literally had a choice between going to like with MCAD and, and going yeah. to the film school there, okay. um, or working for Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. Now, I probably could have done both. And looking back, I probably should have done both, just because it would have been it would have been the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. But you know, I was a kid and stupid. Um, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> you heard you know, Sean. I was young. I needed the yeah, money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so I mean, I, I think it really depends on the individual. But yes. I, I, I would say any. If you're hungry and you want to do this for a living, any 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 knowledge that you can get, if yeah. film school brings you the knowledge that you need to help right. get you started, then go do film school. If you can yeah. get a great break, or if you can go start working on sets right away, because right. you live in a town where there's a lot of shooting, which Minneapolis actually does have a lot of shooting, whether it be yeah. commercial work yeah, and things like that, mm-hmm. just go out and start doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the key is just do it. Do yeah. it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Shoot yes. like fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially today. You know, you've got you've got uh, everything's cheap now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. technology has allowed us to yeah. make movies for, for very little money, which is yeah. great. people can make them on their phones yeah. and yeah. upload them, and, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and that takes talent. Tonight. That takes artistic talent, and and that, that's the learning process. You know, that's mm-hmm. what builds you up to become a great director or a great writer or a great actor or whatever it would be, producer, whatever. Right, is just constantly do it. Right, and yeah. don't and and don't have the dream. I mean, have the dreams because they're good and they're healthy. To you know, I'm going to make a movie at 24. You know, but, but you got to love time, to just do it. Yeah, yeah. at the same time, you got to also think that, that no one's going to fucking give a 24-year-old a lot of money. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. like, like, you know you gotta, and that's why you have to do it on your own, even yeah. if it's bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's better to fail right. and keep moving forward than, oh, to, yeah. than, than to, you know, if you make a shitty movie, at least you learn how to, like, make a shitty movie. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it can only get better from there. <laughs> yeah. I am that's that true. guy. Look at Ed Wood. Ed Wood's yeah. like a world-renowned <laughs> filmmaker now, yeah. and he made shit movies, yeah. but everyone thinks he's great. Uh, you know, Ed Wood would be so fucking happy. I saw his movie on Turner Classic Movies. I saw Plan 9, or no, Bride of the Monster on Turner Classic Movies. Yeah. Can you imagine how fucking happy Ed Wood would be? Yeah. yeah. Knowing yeah. that, like, and here's now Voyager, and right. here's Eight and a Half. Right. And here's Bride of the Monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there are some people who, who truly like bad movies, mm-hmm. right? There's some yeah. people that kind of get off on of that. I love bad movies. I, I, I am one of them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, they're not, I don't want to make, no offense, but I, I, where my artistic thing lies is I don't, I don't get energized by making like zombie movies or right. action movies. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's right. not where my head is. If you said, Ty, write me a fucking zombie science fiction movie, I'd be like, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, that's easy. You know, but, yeah. um, well, no, it's talent. That's, 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 you know, I yeah. could never be John Carpenter. Right. You know, very um, few people could be. Very John few Carpenter. people could. You have to but have a passion for it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, my passion lies more in, in, in telling, you know, emotional human drama yes mm-hmm. you know uh, I, I still feel that film is at least right now is still the most powerful form of, of storytelling and communication that the the human beings have ever seen agree, i 100, agree 100 percent. Yeah. i yep. agree it's, I, it, I think it's between that and music mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Yep. but they touch you in two different ways you know visually feel we need to increase mm-hmm. the um film community yep. with doing more films that start getting people thinking you know yeah, yeah. people aren't thinking anymore people yeah. are just kind of going with the flow and just well there's like a, there's a formula 
to those big yeah, uh, budget I mean, it, Hollywood look, uh, films. To me, Hollywood, yeah, they're always the same. To me, yeah, the studio know? system in Hollywood is, is, is it, 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 it's it's time for a revolution. Yeah, it, because it, it 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 there are these big corporate entities right. that are run by marketing people. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's disgusting. Assholes yeah. in suits that just want to see dollar signs. Yeah, yeah. that's no what matter what. That's yeah. what's discouraging to me is knowing that they're like a successful movie is how much you make off of it. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. I think of like movies that flopped. Like Zoolander, Big Lebowski, mm-hmm. Office I mean, Space, those, those flops in the theater, yeah. they are phenomenal yeah. to me though. Yeah. Like, I mean, Fight Club, got, Fight Club got Bill Mechanic, the head of Fox, fired. Really? Yeah, yeah. because he made this movie that absolutely pe- the critics detested. Yeah, you know, half of them did, the other half kind of got it. Yeah, and and and, and then bombed horribly for the yeah. amount of money. Are you they serious? Spent. Oh yeah, and it got him fired. He had actually Bill Mechanic was an interesting studio head because if you look at like the run of movies wow. he did with Fox when like Fight Club came out. He did some really interesting films mm-hmm. for big budget Hollywood films, um, and that got him fired. You know, you know. was he involved because he was thinking outside because the box? Because he was thinking yeah. outside. Yeah. Nobody wants, so. and that's the thing. They don't want you thinking that's outside bullshit, the box. Bullshit, man. Yeah. See, that's so discouraging. That's yeah. so it's not. Discouraging. It's not, it's it's not, not discouraging not. because because here's the thing: stop dreaming about Hollywood. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Start dreaming about making your own fucking movies. And now, today, through technology, computers, and cameras, and everything, you can. Such cheap movies yeah. that look yes. fucking amazing yeah. that can compete with that. I've always said there's two principles you always, or maybe three, but but a few of them go hand in hand. But there's three things that you need to make a great movie. You need a great script, great fucking acting, and great sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. Movie can look like shit, but if I can hear it and the performances are good, <laughs> yeah. and the is good, I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> and no, a classic example that is, is watch like a John Cassavetes film okay. in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like Faces, uh, Woman Under the Influence. Probably he's considered the the the, the Godfather of the American independent cinema. Okay. And, and if you don't know who John Cassavetes is, he's the guy. I heard who, the name. He, yeah. he was the guy that played uh, uh, Fr- Victor Franco in the Dirty Dozen. Ah, oh, okay. you know, he turned film. Okay. He was okay. a filmmaker, and he would go off and like fund the movies he made with his friends. Uh, through the acting roles that he got on TV and, and like things like that. the Dirty that, Dozen and things like great. that. That's great. Yeah. Like and that. and like he, that. he really revolutionized uh, independent cinema that way. In nice. fact, uh, the, Ameri- the Independent Spirit Awards have a, a award that they give to, I think it's films made for 500000 and lower. It's called the John Cassavetes Award. Oh, really? Sweet. Um, because that's what he did. And he worked with, like, you know, his buddies were like Ben Gazzara, Seymour Cassell, uh, Peter Falk. Okay. Uh, nice. uh, Jenna Rowlands' wife and they'd make these extraordinary human emotional films mm-hmm. that, that really I mean they touch you Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're not they don't play by the rules of like it, by page 10 this should happen and right. by page 30 <laughs> this should they were just these great raw emotional mm-hmm. beautiful films Yeah. And but he made them on his own to his own thing distributed himself you know all of that and, and was really able to do that against the system Right. You know, and, and that's what we need more of today. We need more kids out there today saying, you know what, well, fuck it, I'll make it in my backyard. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I feel that's the direction that we're turning. I hope so. Yeah. I, I do. I'm, I'm seeing. We're working on it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, <laughs> energy going, there's, there's been yeah. an energy going around. I feel just, I feel the revolution is upon us. Like mm-hmm. people are starting to waking up a little bit. With yeah. music, too. With music, music especially. Like, with, music, know, especially. Exactly. music has really set the tone of, like, you have so many great independent artists out there. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have a friend in Chicago. And they're killing it on I grew internet. up with him. Like they're doing their own thing Chicago, on and, and he's doing great, you know, and, mm-hmm. and building a fan base. Yeah. Right? And that's what it's about. If you, you don't need the, the heads to build your fan base, mm-hmm. once you have your fan base, they're your fan base. Word and of mouth, word of mouth in the internet age yes. is yes. so powerful. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you can make a few good films, put them on Netflix, well, however you do 
do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, might not see a lot of money, and you're kind of, you know, saying, well, I'm going to be poor. Yeah. Or at least I got to find a day job. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. 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 You know, and then, right. You know, and and you know, that's okay. Like you don't need glitz and glamour to be successful. You right. don't. You just you know? need to be happy to be seeing that everybody's about materialism. Right. You know? Um, Set off that. Sad but true. So, what can you tell us about this TV show you're working on? <laughs> mm. Yes, I got to get theory. this out of, out of the way. Huge, <laughs> huge, huge fan. Oh, really? Oh, oh I love it, man. I, I'm honored to have you on. Oh, man. Wow, thank you. Actually, oh, let's back it up a bit. How did you get into conspiracy stuff in the Ooh. first place? I was going to say, doesn't your father, uh, doesn't the governor, or former governor, have a... Uh, Show I've seen his yeah, show. This is it. Show. That's the same, same show. show. Same show. Love it. Oh, thanks. I love Thank it. Be, yeah. That that show really like struck a trigger in my because it was all during it when I first saw it. It was all during the time when I was really learning looking the at the stuff. world. Yeah, learning what was going on in the world, mm -hmm. and I was like, man, this place is fucked up. And then that <laughs> <laughs> and then that show came on, and I was like, it is fucked it up. Is fucked yeah. up. <laughs> It's funny because a lot of people share your sentiment. A lot yeah. of people feel like there's something not yes. quite right. Yes. Mm -mm. Something. And they yes. can't put their finger on it. And and one of the things that we try to do on the show is every conspiracy we go after, we 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 find the basis of reality in it mm -hmm. and start from there. Like everybody there's yes. always evidence. I mean it's it, it's it's astounding sometimes where you hear the most wild out fantastic conspiracy theory. You're like, no, no fucking way. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when you dig into it a little bit, you're like, son of a bitch, there actually is some fire amidst the smoke. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, uh, and 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 in and it's really eye opening. Now some stuff yeah. you kind of you're kind of like, oh, I still don't know, but you know right. what? There's the possibility of right. it. You right. You know, we were doing this one in the first season uh, about Manchurian candidates, like guys who who apparently were were kidnapped at a young age and constructed uh, to be killers, but they didn't know it, kind of like a Jason Bourne thing. Oh, yes. Okay. And, you know, we met a guy, uh, Duncan O'Finian, who, who had, I believe that's his name, who, had, who, you know, believes that he's one of these people. He had a car accident, brought back all these memories of him killing people and, and things like that. Now, I, you know, do I believe him? I don't know. But when, do I believe that he believes what he's saying? Yes. Yeah. You know, I looked in his eyes, shook his hand. I know that he believed he was telling me the truth. And you yeah. find that a lot. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I can quite get my mind around it, but damn, you know, this person's got conviction. Yeah. You know, and, and so you kind of have to say, like, you know, there might be some truth to that. Did the right. government experiment on people in the 50s, 60s, things like that? Yeah, Absolutely. it's, it's yeah, documented. Definitely. It's yeah. documented. Yeah. How far did they go with it? We'll never really know. Yeah. No. So were they able to create trained assassins who didn't know they were assassins? I don't know. <laughs> But it's possible. there's definitely like, the like, possibility you know, of it. I heard about that CIA brainwashing, and uh, yeah. I, I, I believe in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, so. that's what the, the society has been nurtured is with the television, which is, right. is a oh, form yeah. of brainwashing. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. 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 Media, that's, that's what media advertising is. That's what all it is. To go buy something. Gets, yeah. 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 It's yeah. why we're materialistic is yeah. because the fucking television tells us we need this crap. Right. <laughs> it yeah. is to feel better. It is yeah. true. Yeah. And, and, and it's does temporary it work? happiness. Does it work? Shit, yeah, man. When I'm having a fucking bad day, <laughs> right. uh, I love walking into Toys R Us at 32 years old just yeah. because it calms me to fuck out. Absolutely. I love seeing like toys and shit. Todd McFarlane toys. I got to go to a Toys R Us and I was just to walk the halls of a toy store is kind of like oh. I've been there for a while, but I love <laughs> you like going a kid there. Again. It's great. Yeah. Then you feel really fucking jealous of kids these days. Yeah. It's like, damn mm -hmm. man, I didn't have fucking. I didn't have that. I, I had GI Joes, I had Transformers, and when I Me got too. conned into it, I had to play some Barbies. 
Yeah. Hey, you know, yeah, nothing, but, no shame. Uh, hey, at one point, the GI Joes were the same size as the Barbies. Yeah, yeah. the old school ones. I had the, I had the, you know, you know the ones. I got the, the, the little ones. And then, yeah, then you know, the, the cool thing about GI Joes is when you, when you got to a certain point, you could unscrew their back yeah. oh. and then take them apart. Yep. But then you could mix, mix and match. Oh, nice. You know, you could, like, only, as, only as they wear down, though. Oh, yeah, you could be like, I'm going to put this head on this dude. You put Destro's head on Bazooka's body. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, and it's like, oh, and it's like a brand new toy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> and puberty oh, took over, and I killed them all with my BB gun. And, you know, well, see, I used to get, I used to get graphic with it. I, I, I found, like, I, one day I remember I was sitting in grade school, and they had those, like, overhead projectors. Yeah. And, you know, they'd write on them with, like, the, the wash away, right. you know, uh, uh, projector pens, I can't remember what they're called now. Um, and I was like, ooh, they have red. If I took that home, I bet I could create blood on my G.I. Joe's. Yep. And then it washed <laughs> right away. Like, you know, like, like, <laughs> and so I did, man. My, I, I had some serious messed up shit going on with my oh. G.I. Joe's. It was Me like, too. They would get shot the fuck up and yeah. be bleeding all over. <laughs> yeah. My mom was like, this son, is he's not going to make it. He's not going to make it. My brother and I did the same thing. We would take G.I. Joe's and, and set them on fire and do kind of various gruesome things. To them. And just See, I could never set them on fire because to me it was like, no, then you lose an actor. Oh, well, no, but we still yeah. have him. Like, we, I mean, he's mangled up. <laughs> no, he's all mangled up. He's like, well, he's yeah, always he, the burn victim. Sag, <laughs> yeah, yeah. sag actor, get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, he, was, he was asking for too much. Back to the show. Back to the show. No, no, I want to talk about G.I. Joe. I was... Not so fast there, Brandon. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, Hasbro's trying to get its numbers up. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. People are going to listen to this and be like, I haven't bought a G.I. Joe. Can I we just talk quick about Cobra Commander, right? please? No. Cobra Commander. <laughs> Shape-shifting reptilian right hey, there. Yeah. Hey. No, no, I, no. Um, maybe that's where they got it from. All these kids who believe in shape-shifting reptiles now got it from watching too many G.I. Joe cartoons. I was yeah. once a man. Remember that? The oh, yeah, yeah. Cartoon. He turned into like, snake and he's like walking around with Duke and like, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. I have that on DVD. That is a really, really good cartoon or movie. Hey, remember when Transformers the movie came out? And it was like the first time you saw cartoons die. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Remember right. how my app fucked with me as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, they <laughs> yeah. killed Ironhide in like five minutes. Was, <laughs> right. Right. Like he crawled up to fucking. I, his I leg. was born into the death. That's <laughs> all yeah. yeah. I saw was death. Yeah, I had no chance. Before that, man, I'm telling you, cartoons before that, like they never died. Oh, right. really? No, no, they'd always get away. Yes. Oh, you know, but yeah, then all nice. of a sudden, Transform the movies came out, and they're like, no, we're killing them all <laughs> off. <laughs> Sweet. And they're like, I don't know who to root for. Right. They even killed Optimus Prime. Oh, like, yeah. You know, wow. It's like, what it's is it. this? Me- you know, it's it was just it, dark. It was yeah. dark days back I know. Then. <laughs> yeah. 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 You saw back. that movie, and then you realized that Santa Claus didn't exist, and the Easter Bunny didn't <laughs> yes. exist. You were fucked up <laughs> as a child. Like, you you uh, don't? We don't. God damn. You grew up a lot that day when you saw the movie. Yeah, became an adult. Became a... That's when it got man. dangerous because then that's I'm, a, I'm upset a few people. Yeah. I'm upset a few people because that's, <laughs> that's what got dangerous for me is that that's Sorry, when I, I was like, man, they killed cartoons. Yeah. Santa Claus isn't real. Easter Bunny isn't real. Mom, why is Jesus real? <laughs> that's what I want to know. But you know, and, then that, and then all of a sudden uh, that opened up the Pandora's yeah. box of like. But oh. why don't you believe in aliens? Because no one believes in aliens, yeah. but everyone believes in. A form of a god, but yet water. they're yeah. yeah, but yet they're still mystical beings that oh, yeah, yeah. have never. No, been I mean seen, the alien really. thing is interesting. We we touched on a little bit last year on the show with the Area Fifty One episode, and and you know it's a it's it's tough. I mean, there's a lot of people with very legit stories behind mm-hmm. being abducted or things like that. But then when you start digging into history and realize that you know fairies abducted people, and if you go back to like the Renaissance and things like that, abduction or the abduction story has been with humanity for a oh, long wow. time. Yeah, it just has changed through technology. Absolutely. Yeah. And, what and once was fairies has morphed into aliens. Mm-hmm. So right. now is it? The good question is, 
is it truly them being abducted or is that a psychosis that individuals are truly affected by that we ignore mm-hmm. but is part of our history and part of being human is, yeah, you right. know, and, and so I don't know I mean that's that's raises great when questions I, when I, I I learned a lot about um, you know alien abduction and stuff and uh, people their symptoms for it and then go to the mm-hmm. hospital whatever doctors afterwards were parallel exact same as demon possession interesting Mm-hmm. And uh, when you think about back in the day, you talk about fairies, renaissance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, human beings being scared about uh, oh, demons, demons coming out. The boogie knight, right? yeah, the yeah, boogeyman, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. That, uh, that basic human fear is, is always there. Yeah, we, all a, we all need a bad, bad guy. We all need a bad guy. There's always, <laughs> two, <laughs> there's always two types of like horror stories. There's, there's the horror story. Imagine like the group of kids sitting outside by a campfire. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always the, the two, two fears. Mm-hmm. There's the fear of what's beyond the edge of the campfire. Right. Yeah. And then the fear of like who you're sitting next to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and those are true. I'm sitting next to Sean Dunbar. Get me out of here. <laughs> but no, yeah, but that's I'm that's the basic tenet yeah. of fear. No, um, yeah. And and to me, what's what's more scary is not what's outside the campfire, right. but what, what's right here. And that right. that gets you into conspiracy theories because yeah. you start questioning everything. The big thing with conspiracy theories is most governments to keep people in fear will tell you that there's an enemy. Yes. Outside mm-hmm. our shores, terrorists. Outside right. our gates, terrorists. And the Russians. That's, that's throughout history, not even mm-hmm. current yep. contemporary history. It's always, you know, oh, we gotta watch out for the French, or we gotta watch out for the Moors, or we gotta mm-hmm. watch out right. for this. You know, um, at least Anglo-Saxon, you know, Anglo, you know, white Christian assholes. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, we're always well scared said. of shit. <laughs> yeah, I said, like all throughout, all throughout history, it's like, be afraid. Oh, yes, shit. I know. Yeah. Big you know. black people, run! Yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I've never seen this. Yeah. Oh my God, get them! You know, yeah. Wait, wait, they don't know that much right now. Yeah, let's wait. take them. They don't have muskets. Yeah, I <laughs> know. She's a, a witch. <laughs> we might have, we might we be onto something here. <laughs> I mean, you look at someone like Columbus. I mean, right. like, this guy was a son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he came over and just abused the native people in, yeah. in the Caribbean, things like that. Killed million genocide. Right? Yeah, huge genocide. Yeah, we yeah. celebrate him. Right, uh, exactly. You know? and Those then are that's, yeah. History, like I always got kicked out of history class because I'd be sitting there like, "Good for you." What the fuck is this? Yeah. Is this guy good or bad? But no. this goes back to me not growing up with cartoons being killed or being killed, so right. I don't know who to root for. Yeah, right. yeah. no, it, it you have oh, to you have to question history because what's the always and that's the basis of our show is to always question what you're told. Yeah. Right. Now, if you find truth in what they're telling you, don't just immediately ignore it. You know, mm-hmm. don't, I mean, there's, there's, yes. that's the one danger of, of really getting into the conspiracy theory world is that you, uh, you, uh, you can kind of go over the edge and not believe a single fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have to try to walk that line of, okay, is this plausible? Can it happen? Yes. Or you kind of venture way off into right field and everything's a conspiracy. Well, yeah. not everything is. Right. No. Y- you know, um, some things, Shit just happens and it's right. sad, right? Exactly. You, you know, yes. and, and there's not a, any amount of Machiavellian control behind it. it right. It's just that's shit happens. Tragedy. Yes. You know, um, but then again, there's also a lot of stuff that you kind of go, yeah, no, no, this this makes sense to me. Right. Right. You know, uh, you know, nine eleven makes sense to me. I don't, oh, I don't. Believe I, oh, that, yeah. That it does. It does. I brought that up the it, other day it, on my acting class, <laughs> and I could tell the instructor, you know, it wasn't. He wasn't feeling it. He didn't want they to hear. They don't want to hear about it. He didn't yeah, want to don't hear. Want to hear it. He was like, I don't know. You know, it's all. Because it's it easier to just accept, get to, to, right. to believe mm-hmm. the lies we were told that oh, mm-hmm. it was these but 
Muslims and they just plash Ukraine in because yeah. they don't like Americans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they hate us know. for our freedoms, which I've never quite understood because we're not really that free. Right. No, we're not. Yeah. We're you know, slaves. Are we? and, 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 I didn't know that we were. You know, I can't and, smoke and, my and, weed and in peace. There you go. <laughs> you know. Well, no, we have freedom. Time. We have freedom of consumption. I mean, we're really... The, the thing that the, I think citizens have to wake up to is that they're really a slave class. Yes. Yeah. You know, majority of citizens... I mean, you, you, you read history, and it's like this all throughout history. Mm-hmm. Most, of, uh, most of history is a 2% that controls everything yeah. and then the rest. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. people have to realize they're the rest. Just because oh, they yeah. can buy lots of different flavors of cola right. doesn't mean that mm-hmm. they have freedom. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the brainwashing that we're talking about. Oh yeah, you know. Kind of oh, uh, you know, I love this country. I'm free to just walk outside of my house. Blah blah. Yeah, but your house that you have to work slaves. for. That's that's all slavery. That's I mean, that, what do you is. think the credit industry is? Mm-hmm. The credit industry is designed to make slaves. Yeah. I mean, look you know. look <laughs> at look at the schooling now. Oh. You know, I talked to my parents, and you know, they're still in a little bit of debt from schooling. But years before them, their parents were all good. But mm-hmm. now it's like. Really, I have to pay $35,000 a semester to go to school and learn something? Why? Because once I get out, now, I owe, the, now yeah. I owe these people my life, right. you know? Because yeah. you're only going to give me a job. There's no difference with between this that. piece of paper. With, yep, yeah. with this piece of paper that's going to allow me enough money mm-hmm. to maintain a living mm-hmm. and, you know... But really, it's indentured servitude. Yeah. But at the end of the day... Yeah. In exactly. fact, there, I was reading... A, I'm, I'm reading a, a great book... Uh, 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 the, the People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn. Oh, yes. is that good? Great I, book. I, I and, and, it, and it goes through and it kind of tells the history stick. of the U.S. by the, from the uh, <coughs> viewpoint of the oppressed. Mm-hmm. You know, not the yep. people that won. Right, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And, um, and, and that's rife with conspiracy because the idea was, and, and they had a huge fear. In fact, one of the, the biggest, uh, one of the kind of underlying factors of the Revolutionary War was not just getting rid of the, the Brits, but kind of the events leading up to it, there was a monstrous fear of indentured slaves from Europe, basically mm-hmm. indentured servants from Europe, joining up with the slaves from Africa hmm. because there was more of them than the people who actually had power and yes. were in yeah. control. And there, there was many laws written during that time to like keep them separated and hating each other. Wow. Because they knew that if those two classes of people teamed up, teamed be, yeah. up yeah. it would be yeah. chaos yeah. And, and they had no there was no racial bigotry between slaves mm-hmm. you know between indentured servants and slaves because they were kind of in the same boat mm-hmm. and they created racial tension between the two yeah. right in order to keep them from Separate. joining yeah you know and I, I i see a lot of that now it, it's it's the same principle between like i'm a democrat i'm a republican yes, and i hate exactly. both sides yes <laughs> well it's like hating both sides but you're really in the same fucking boat right, right. you know you're exactly. both gonna be poor yes you know? like, yes you know? it's true i think democrats and republicans are both working for the same evil power in a same way power. yeah i mean what a, happens when the world just stops voting I, what happens when people just say... I always said that the greatest way you could ever stage a revolution in this country and you could do it without bloodshed. You know, yeah. and, and there's a simple way of doing it. <laughs> it's, it's really... I got a, a friend of mine uh, was watching the G20 riots in Toronto. Mm-hmm. There's a yes. great documentary about it. And he said, you know, these people are idiots. And it was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, they're going out into the streets and they're asking for the guys in black with the billy clubs to beat the fuck out of them. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and no, and, and they want, and to a certain extent, they want that because yeah. it shows how fucking powerful they are. Right. Yeah. Whereas what would do more damage if everybody, working class person, stopped, didn't go to work for a day and didn't buy anything, you would cripple the country. Just oh, one yeah. day. Right. Oh, yeah. And then they would have to listen to you. Yes. Yeah. 
you know, and you that can is, do that without bloodshed. I mean, if you yeah. if, if everybody stayed home, <laughs> the planes didn't fly, if the, the things weren't delivered, if you know all of that, just stayed home for a day. Yeah, I'll stay home and watch cartoons. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, Brandon and I've been doing that for the last like yeah, two weeks. last two three days. We <laughs> not working, not buying anything. Yeah, a little bit of revolution <laughs> at a time. Yeah, <laughs> we're starting a revolution in this garage. Wait, oh, 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 oh. we can still buy beer, right? Or is that even mm. off the table? Well, <sighs> no, but we can have someone drop it off. I'm yeah, serious. So imagine, imagine the impact. Wouldn't even have to be the whole fucking country, but imagine the impact. Say, if just yeah. one good state, majority. if one state, one if every state. working class fucking person stayed home for one day and didn't mm-hmm. buy anything and then put a sign up in their window in protest mm-hmm. that would change that would Did you, change uh, oh, that's that a great you attack them you attack if you want out you attack them economically yeah right because that's what they're about yeah you, know, yeah you gotta beat them at their own game yep. you know and let them know that we are worth and they and they do they keep us enslaved with with money and, i know and, and that's and the other thing it's propaganda hard. And, mm-hmm. and and just you know yeah. materialism you know it's commercial, hard. all that shit mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. they've 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 done well, a good job they've girls well now job. think that they have to go out and look like the kardashian mm-hmm. kardashian girls that's now just, hey Kim is hot, but no, dude, variety is a spice of life. Kim is she not is. Hot. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Come I like, on, dude, I like the credit. Give her, her credit. credit. You, know. you got to give her a credit. That There's plenty of other much more beautiful, intelligent Mediterranean-looking women. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Not saying true. there isn't, but she is one of them. That is yeah. just wow. Well, and she puts out. You know, well, you guys I have. have I had a minor <laughs> obsession. I'm trying to get over it. I, I apologize. See, but then and again, Audrey Hepburn is beautiful. There you go. Well, everybody. I like Kate Hudson to, uh, too. Uh, <laughs> no comment. No, did you guys hear about? Um, <laughs> there was that day Google put Pac-Man on their site. Oh yeah, yeah. And then somebody had somehow added up how much money was lost in productivity from pe- everybody at work was just playing, playing Pac-Man. Pac-Man. And they, there was I don't remember what it was. You'll have to look it. It was just nation. it was millions of dollars were lost. Shut in Shut down US the economy. internet for a day. I'd like to see what happens. Well, yeah, tragic. I know I would go nuts. Uh, yeah, oh, that, that, that's what I imagine the government's going to end up doing. Oh, they, they, that would be that. they already have that in the works. That, that you know, just like Egypt. That, mm-hmm. the, I mean, look, they already are doing it. Look, just recently, what last weekend, maybe even still going on today, there was almost a thousand to five thousand people marching on Wall Street, asking Wall Street to take their money out of politics. Almost five thousand fucking people. Did you hear about it? Really, I didn't. No, they had live streaming on the web of all these people out there overnight, but it wasn't on the camped out TV overnight, sitting on Wall Street. Yeah. Whoa. Never saw a word of it. Never saw a word. I didn't even know that was going really? on. So how did you hear about it? Or what? I, I'm, it's my job. He's yeah. on the inside. <laughs> yeah, he's man. on the. I have to keep yeah, the grindstone. Talk, wow. talk, talk more about now, the show. That, oh, the show. Okay. Yeah, talk, talk, tell yeah. us about. So you know, how I got involved with conspiracy theory? I was I was living in Mexico. I left L.A. and went to Mexico because I got a great opportunity to live on the beach. And at 26 years old, you might never get another opportunity to live on a beach in Mexico and do nothing for a while. Pretty nice. And I'd heard of my dad going around trying to get a few shows off the ground. Um, and conspiracy theory was the one that hit, which kind of surprised all of us. Um, and so I got an email from the from the producers of the show, and they they were saying, "Look, we know you've worked in television a little bit, and you're a producer. Uh, would you be interested in coming up and working on this show?" And I said, "Well, I'd ask if it's okay with my dad. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to be comfortable with it." And and uh, and he was, and so they I flew back, moved out of Mexico, and came back to the U.S. and moved to L.A. and again. And um, and started working on the show in the, in the first season, and uh, you know putting the shows together has been an extraordinary learning experience. Yeah, 
um, the stuff you guys have covered. It blows yeah. my, the, the Denver Airport one. I was. Oh yeah, that was a weird one. You know, that was that was one where it was like when we when we, that was one of those ones where it's like you see it and it's like 2012, end of the world, Denver. You know, like that kind of stuff. You're like, well. This sounds pretty outrageous. No. You know, there's no way we can make a realistic show. Because we always try to keep somewhat in the realm of reality. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's Jesse's kind of marching orders is, is, is you know, he doesn't want to be made to look foolish. Right. right. You know, and, and so you got to find the fact mm-hmm. before the fiction. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so we started doing research on it and found that, yeah, there are these underground bunkers that no mm-hmm. one knows about. There's all this, you know, crazy. And then, you know, Denver Airport's got these murals up of the end of the world. And, you know yeah, and what's going to happen, and it's creepy. The little Freemason thing, like yeah, yeah, yeah it's too. really creepy. Really, now, yep. either either it's an artist who really loves fucking with people, you know, or yeah. there's something, there's some truth yeah. to that of being yeah. like a marker of saying if shit goes down and you're in the know, this is where to go. Right. Um, and wow. then you get up to you know the the, the you know the mountain uh, uh, underground mountain facility there with these you know where, where they literally say that yes, this is for certain elites within our government to go in case of a catastrophe. And then we asked him the question, well, what happens if you have, you know, 10,000 citizens rushing up to this door? Oh, we have contingency plans for that. And the contingency <laughs> plans is we shut Three. the door and shoot them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, wow. You know, so there is that right there, a ruling class and a slave class. Yeah. And yeah. the ruling class will survive. And, and they keep you, you know, and, and they keep you kind of just enough, you know. You can yeah. gain just enough, but you're not going to really be a part of us. Right. That's kind of where my thought pattern is sometimes. It's like when you see these, these you know, kind of, uh, uh, mercenary types protecting these guys, you know, whether mm. it be at the G20 or things like that. It's, mm. I always kind of want to ask them, it's like, do you really think that if all hell broke loose and these guys <laughs> are getting in their choppers, they're going to bring you to? Right. No. They're going to fly away and you're going to be standing there with your billy club going like, well, well wait. Well, right. yeah, yeah, what about us? <laughs> what about us? <laughs> hey, boss. Yeah. 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 Where are you going? Uh, wait. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now that was a fascinating, wow. fascinating, you know, uh, uh, you know, story to do. Um, yeah. You know, we've we've covered a lot of really great stories. I mm-hmm. mean, last year, yes. last year we hit a great vein of shows. You know, from the JFK to another nine eleven. The water, show. Uh, the water uh, conspiracy. Oh gosh, yeah, that was. That oh, was with the, the uh, basically the draining of of, of uh, fresh water. water fresh water is yeah. going to become the new oil mm-hmm. because Whoa. we're rapidly running out of. And it. when that happens, oh. you know. The, and all it, the, it, that's that that's when hell's gonna break loose. Yeah, and all the fucking guys who are in charge of the oil, like almost by and large, everybody who's like on the oil spigot and make their money from that, have all started buying water reservoirs really? and things like that. Like yeah. all of that's Whoa. being moved in because they know down mm-hmm. the line consumption. Yeah. You know, we're running out. Yeah, you know that's kind of the thing. It's like you know the environment is damaged. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, uh, the global warming thing. You know, like we went into that, and me and Jesse were very skeptical going in, going into global warming because we believe global warming. Yep. You know, you can see it; mm-hmm. it is happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but then when we got into it, we realized, well, wait a minute. The 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 answer that they're giving us to global warming, this cap and trade, doesn't really solve the problem. Right. Yeah. It still allows the corporation to pollute as much as they want. As long as they fund non-polluting companies, <laughs> it doesn't right, stop right. the pollution. No, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it's kind of like, well, well huh? Yeah, you know, like, like yes. it doesn't. What? You know, what? Yeah, yes. and 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 so and and you can make shit loads of money off that, and, wow. it, and it's kind of like, well, what the fuck? You know, is that is that where we're at as human beings? Like, oh shit, danger's coming. Let's make a lot of money. Let's off make of money, it. right? Yeah. That, that is. You where know, we're like at. That, it's sad to think that yeah. that's where we're at. That some of the. That I mean, I I met Al Gore. Al Gore's a very nice guy. You know, I don't think he's he's an evil 
dude, right. you know. But do I think he might be being duped with all this? Probably. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Does he have, can he make a lot of money off it? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Carbon know? credits. Oh yeah. You oh, know. But, but once sucks. again, carbon credits don't stop the right. problem. <laughs> right. And yes. I believe in the problem. That's the one mm. thing me and Jesse came away with, and a lot of people got confused, is that they immediately assumed that because we did an episode on global warming that we were saying global warming doesn't, doesn't exist. exist right? No, that's not true. Global warming is a real reality. Mm -hmm. Right. It's how we're going about fixing it that's the conspiracy. Yes. Right. You know, and and that and that's one thing that I, you got to kind of make clear because a lot of people kind of like to pigeonhole you. Then, right? Yeah. You know, um, so we had a category. Yeah, mm -hmm. always yeah. liberal. He believes or always, yeah, 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 yeah. Can't or, worry or, about or, that. Or he's though. a conservative. He doesn't believe in it. And it's yeah. so stupid at the right. end of the day that yeah. we have to once again just paint dividing people into this. Yeah, into two different corners. And that, that's never felt right with me. I've never understood that. It's just war within your own country. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, right. Uh, it's it's ugly, but you know our job as artists, you know, to bring up that dirty word there we that no one likes to use. Uh, our job as hold artists, on, he said the a word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we said no swearing. I'm sorry. <laughs> but our job as artists is to comment on that. Yes. Comment on the human condition. Yes. It yeah. doesn't matter in what genre or whatever, but you're making a comment on human condition. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, uh, uh, I get in arguments all the time with like you know the 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 some people about like you know well you know too many fucking zombie movies and stuff like that and I'm like How no dare they? no that's not true because you know what a zombie movie if done right is a great comment on society right yeah that's how it you started know, and, yeah and that's that's you know any any genre movie can be a great comment on society right uh, you you just have to take the time to do it and be yeah. smart about it right I think the next zombie movie should just be about. 85 minutes of people walking around with their phone just staring at their phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I wanna, I, I, that is going to log go back to Facebook. <laughs> I, I, will, I, will, I will make a zombie movie if I can tell it from the perspective of the zombie. Yes. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking Has there been awesome. one like that? No one's ever made one from and the perspective with, of with, the zombie. With a narration. Yeah. I'm hungry I am so hungry today. <laughs> That's what I'm hungry for. It's so strange. <laughs> Nothing I eat yeah. brings me. Like, I just ate the person. I'm still hungry. I'm what still is going hungry. on here? <laughs> so what? Um, what's your take on the upcoming election and this? All this political stuff. <laughs> God. Is, is this oh, Pandora's God. box? Here we go. <laughs> it's. It's. You know what it is? It's my. My God love my dad. He said it best. He said. These elections are no different than, than WWE wrestling. <laughs> right. Yeah. I remember. I remember I, he, he said, I, I watched Alex Jones' uh, Obama deception. I think he was quoted oh, yeah, in yeah, saying yeah. that, and I, I, I laughed my ass off. Oh, it's true, though. It's yeah, a, it's, he's like, it's, it's, it's just brilliant. These, these guys put on a great show of pageantry, but it really doesn't matter. And yes. the classic example is Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. He told yeah. us the world was going to change and that he was going to fight for the working class people of this country. Has he done any of that? No. My gosh, I went out. I was you know. so And it's excited. heartbreaking because I, I believe was, I he's a so good guy. I yeah. believe Obama's probably, by and large, a decent guy who cares. Yeah. But I just think he, he either sold his soul to the devil halfway through, which would be Goldman Sachs, right. you know, which he did. Um, you know, or my own theory on what happened... Obama got in, had that great speech when he got, you know, inaugurated. Mm -hmm. It was a brilliant speech. I remember really sitting was. with my dad and my mom watching. He's a great it. speaker. Oh, and we, we were watching the speech, speech and we all looked at each other. It's like if he does half of this, they're gonna yeah. kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that's yeah. what yeah. I Dude, was thinking. I thought my, for sure my, he was gonna die. My mom is in tears, like uh, on the phone with um, on the phone with her election night. She's just like, oh. he's, he's the new JFK. It was yeah. amazing. She, she goes, she goes, amazing. baby. She goes, I believe in this change. And after George Bush, it's what we needed. Yeah, was that by design? Yeah, yeah right. I, I think it was all set up. I honestly, feel, I like, feel you got to quell the other half of the pot. Tell me this, uh, and I'm not exactly sure uh, where I hear this from. I could be just making it up. 
Oh, who knows? <laughs> but I've heard that there is a shift with trying to bring in like a Mexican, like there's like some person down south who has like all these different cultures within them who would be like this mixed breed who they're tra- who they're like grooming as a president, but it's a way that they, they feel he will be the link to uh, make all the uh, currency one currency. And I hear that. Uh, that one is, world currency, oh, the new yeah, world and order. I hear that that is supposed to be one. I mean, that's, it's possible. I yeah. mean, I don't, I, I don't, mean, know, I don't, I don't know about, about it. I, I haven't heard anything direct. I mean, I've heard about the, the, the you know, the Amero and, mm-hmm. and, and you yep. know, making one currency and things like that. Yeah. And, and see, that's a tough thing because it's like, on one hand, my mind says it is bad to, you know, give up and you know all of our rights that way. On the other hand, my thought process is just, but we're also at a turning point in communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, is a new world order one world government? Can it be a bad, horrible fucking thing? Yes. Is it kind of where we're going as a race anyway, as a human society anyway? Yeah, because in in a way, we've never been able to communicate as mm-hmm. easily as we have in, right. in any other time in history. It's right. kind of a natural progression. Now, like any government, there's good people and there's bad people that can right. get involved in yeah. it. Right. You know, can there be a world government that kind of keeps track and looks over everything in today's world? I mean, you got to look at it like, you know, in the old days, it took a year to deliver a letter across the ocean sometimes. Right. Now, it's pick up the phone. Hey, right. China. Yeah. How are you doing? You know, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> China. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, and, and so you got to understand that certain things will bend through technology and yes. you can't be afraid of them. But you have to have the due diligence to say, if we're going to have a world government or some kind of thing like that, we have to have the diligence as people of the world to keep track of what they're doing and making sure that they remain for the people and by mm-hmm. the people. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, do I see eventually down the line something like, like, you know, the countries becoming states? In a world government, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of natural human progression if you yeah. really look at technology and how it, where it's going. Right. Can it be dangerous and scary? Fuck yes. <laughs> yes. You know, but can, can it, it also, good? hypothetically, it could also it, be good. Yeah. It's up to our due diligence as citizens of the world to make sure that it's good. Right, right. and make sure the right people are looking after it and mm-hmm. you're aware of... Wh- it's a matter of being aware, yeah. you know. I mean, in no terms of them grooming someone to, to, to bring that to us, all I have no idea. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah. I heard that. Possibly, too. possibly. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put anything past anybody. You know me, right? I yeah, yeah, I know. We we right there. But uh, I mean, my well, my opinion of, of what happened to Barack is getting back to that is, is yeah. simply this. I think that <laughs> he kind of went down like this. He got into office, first day on the job, comes in, gets his coffee, <laughs> maybe smokes a cigarette without anyone knowing. Um, I would. Why not? Tense fucking job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you've been smoking before you got in. Since he got in, how much he's great. So then, 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 all of a sudden, some some men came in the room and said, "Brock, congratulations. You don't know us, but come here. Come (laughs) into this room a minute." Oh, okay. So they brought him into a room and said, "We got, we got this, we got this, this, this movie we want to show you. It's, it's kind of old. There's not, there's no sound on it. It, It's an old film strip. You just sit down and watch this a minute." It, you may have seen it before. I don't know, but you should watch this a minute. JFK, huh? And then they show him the Zabruder film. And they say, okay, just wanted you to see that. <laughs> yeah. Have right. a good day. Have a nice day. <laughs> right. Good luck being president. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I yes. believe, I, I, I honestly it. believe that because the way that he's kind of been acting is somebody scared. Put the, he yeah. he kind of acts as somebody who wants to 
you know, see something happen, but he also acts afraid. Yeah, like, and there's no... You know, I really... Sometimes when he's in there, up there talking, I feel like his hands are out, and he's like, I really can't change anything. Sorry. Right. There's an interesting thing. There's a professor at Berkeley, and I can't remember his name. I, I should have brought notes. But there was a professor at Berkeley recently. There's a story that came out, and this is pure conspiracy theory, but true, uh, who was on Obama's transition team. And, and he was speaking at Berkeley, and or he was like not a professor, but he was one of the, like the facu head faculty people at Berkeley. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the kind of peaceniks up in Berkeley had raised her arm and asked this question, which is a very pertinent question. She said, why didn't you guys prosecute Bush and the CIA and things like that for torture? You know, why didn't you yeah. go down that road? Because remember, Obama gets in office and immediately says, we're looking forward, not backwards. And I'm going like, well, what the fuck does law mean? Right. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. I can't, I can't do that. If right. I break the law, right, I'm going exactly. to court and say, hey, I'm looking forward, not backwards. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, hey, I, we shouldn't prosecute me. Like, right. Know, ask, gotta, ask John McTiernan whether or not the, the yeah, past right? matters yeah. as far as the law is concerned. So, or Wesley Snipes. So this guy, this, this professor, administrator, said <laughs> to this woman, he said, well, yeah, we did look into that. And we realized that, A, we'd have such a violent... Re, or, or, or not violent, physical violence, but such a violent reaction from the Republicans if we did that, that we'd never get anything done. Right. And B, we realized that the CIA and the military would probably stage a coup to prevent that from happening. <laughs> wow. What a and he answer. said that with a straight face. Now, a reporter who was there like called him the next day going, like, would you like to comment on what you said? Maybe yeah. rephrase that. You want to go yeah. get a yeah. little damage control. And would you like to clarify your statement? And the right. guy said, no, that's that's what we learned, is that the CIA and the military would more than likely stage a coup to prevent them from being prosecuted. Whoa. That CIA, gives you right there. Shit, they're, all ex, they're all ex-old Nazis anyway, man. Right, they, and that gives you right there the perspective of what truly runs this country. Mm -hmm. Because if a president is afraid of the military, mm -hmm. Industrial complex. Then I, you know said that, that right? has. Yeah. Then, then you know directly. Yeah, he that, gave that speech. That this yeah. is, uh, you know, that this ain't. Uh, that, that, that we do not elect leaders in this yeah. country. We elect yeah. spokesmen. Yeah. Spokesmen. Exactly. Puppet. They're exactly. puppets. You know. So, yeah. it seems like the key is really transparency in terms of keeping track of what the government's doing and what where the money's going and all that kind of stuff. And the internet's really good at doing that. And there are mm -hmm. these kind of private groups that can, these watchdog groups that will say, you know. What Congress is spending money on? Oh yeah, no, like and that. that's that's the glory. Of it's the getting internet. better. I mean, yeah, it seems, no, right? I mean information is there to be had. You just yes. have to mm -hmm. double check the information. Don't just go off of every single internet story you read. I mean, right. really do the due diligence. There's a lot of, and that's what we have to do there. when we're doing the show. Like, there's a lot of garbage to sift right. through. Yeah, but then right. you find like the witness, or you find somebody like, ooh, wow, yeah, that's that's that is backed up. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it was like um, JFK. We did a great episode of that where we actually had. The son of E. Howard Hunt bring us a confession, both tape and written, uh, from his father on his deathbed, confessing to killing John Kennedy. So he was the guy in the arrest. Whoa! Room. No, E. Howard Hunt handled the money. He 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 was the guy that got made sure that the assassination team was paid. I saw mm. a really 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 awesome documentary. Wow! That pretty much pinpointed uh, George Bush Sr. as the guy that kind of coordinated the. Uh, uh, yes and no. From the research that I've seen and, and talking to a, 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 an author named Russ Baker, who had a great book called Family of Secrets, George wasn't necessarily in charge of all that. He was the head of the CIA at the time. No, he wasn't. Not he in Kennedy's not? killing. No, no. He was after. Okay. The head of the CIA at the time was Alan Dulles, and he got fired, and then somebody else came in. But it wasn't. Alan Dulles. He was in charge of the... Uh, Warren Commission. Warren Commission. Oh, mm. shit. Oh, and yeah. That, no, I mean, that... that, that it was interesting. We did that episode, and and after we'd done the episode, and, and, and my father had seen it, he, he looked at me and said, "Wow, a he was 
immensely proud to have his name on something like that. And mm. then B, he said, you know, I, I never thought in my life that I would be able to die and know who killed John Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. And he says, now I do know, pr I have a pretty good idea of, of what killed him, why, and, and, and you know, the aftermath. Because he wanted to stop the Federal Reserve. That, one of the reasons, that and also he wanted to end the Vietnam War before it started. Yeah, they wanted. And, and there's they too wanted much money Nam to be made for war. Too much money to be made for war. And and if you if you look at that moment of history, the '60s, and and looked at the political leaders that died during that time, they're all talking about peace. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they all were the they people. They all were the people that were really representatives of the people. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, mm -hmm. yep. Robert Kennedy, JFK. John we Lane. don't have that anymore. No, and that's no what way. The people are afraid. They. Done that's done by design of, because what where, where did those people come from? Working class families, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You know, some very poor, yeah. Right. But they still came from working class families who were able to get their kids educated enough to understand, especially like Dr. King and, and Malcolm X. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. They they and all and all those leaders, not just the ones that died, right. all came from a certain kind of financial base that wasn't rich, mm -hmm. but was enough to at least get education, real education, right. enough to get to college. Then you got out of college or whatever it was, or most of that groundswell in the '60s came from college students, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and things like that. Well, how do you stop that down the line? You gut the working class to where then you have to spend so much time out of your day just trying to make money right. that mm -hmm. you don't have time to organize, rally, and pay attention. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I think that was done by design. I think, I think they, they, I think getting rid of the middle class was a constant, was a real effort that was, right. was, was so. orchestrated. I believe so. It's like, it's like Carlin said. How do you get the middle class to forget how badly they're getting fucked by the system? Like, yeah. you, you keep yeah. them busy. You keep yeah. them worried about mm -hmm. other things. Mm -hmm. yeah. And circuses, right? And drunk. And well, drunk. Guilty. Sorry. It's working. Keep the population high and, and drunk. As long as they keep the Sam Adams flowing, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can do anything you want to the pop <laughs> Gearing up for a third no. season. Gearing up for a third season. Nice. Uh, this this year uh, press release just went out a few days ago. Uh, th this year we have uh, I, I I've joined the uh, the team on camera. Oh, oh, sweet. oh. So they're sending me out into the TV field. TV star over here. Oh. Yeah. Me out into the field this year to to, to do the interviews and nice. things like that. I'm nice. joined by. Uh, Congratulations. Oh, yes. thank you, thank you. I, I I don't like being on TV, but I will for this. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm joined by a, a another uh, next generation of, of conspiracy hunter in nice. uh, Sean Stone, who is Oliver Stone's Oliver son. Stone's kid. Oh, he played, nice. the, played the little guy in JFK yeah. and yeah, yeah, Doors. Yeah. And, and really, uh, Sean's an amazing cat. Went to Princeton, graduated from Princeton, and yeah. is an incredibly intelligent guy who who believes everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's wonderful. You know, is and, uh, is conspiracy theory wow. becoming more mainstream as yeah. as the days go on? You guys had huge ratings. We had great ratings for great for, ratings for, for yeah for what we were dealt with. I mean, we had and great for ratings, well, for yeah. True yeah. TV too for True I TV mean, and, 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 really and and all that. I mean, I never thought the show would make it to a third season, but we are. Right. And this season, we're definitely taking taking a fun turn. You know, we're yeah, we're, we're going into some places that we haven't uh, we haven't really ventured before, yeah. uh -huh. and uh, and and it's it's. A little bizarre, a little fun, a little interesting. And, nice. Um, How much flack in? Where is the flack coming from? That's what I'm curious about too. There has to be people on your ass. Yeah. Just like, ah, you would be you surprised. Can you, you would talk be, about you know, you'd be surprised. Uh, the original concept of the show was going to be, you know, we'd spend half hour with the conspiracy theorists and, and then like mm. intermingle that with the people that were pro the status mm -hmm. quo because you get right. a good argument there, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the problem that we ran into is no one from the status quo would talk to us <laughs> before we yeah. even were ever on the air. Yeah. You know, we hadn't even designed the, the show was still being designed and they wouldn't talk to us. So yeah. We're like, well, fuck right. them. We'll go with the conspiracy theories. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're not going to yeah. talk to us, we can't have a half an hour and then have dead air. Yeah. You know? So I we said, yeah. fuck it. We're going to go on the side of the conspiracy. 
you know, not to prove, but I mean, not to right. like say we're always going to be proving them. Because no. they'll talk to you. But at least those people will talk to us. Right. And then yeah. it became a war to try to get people to, to tell us right. the other side of it, or at least confront them with right. what we've learned and yeah. say, answer this. And to you me, know, that, explain and this. Nobody. Well, I we got some great gets. I mean, mm -hmm. from from you know FBI agent uh, who worked at Ground Zero talking about what he saw there and, and confronting him with tough questions to a, 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 a commissioner, yeah. you know, the, mm -hmm. one of the people in charge of the 9/11 commission, not in charge of, but one of the people who worked on the 9/11 commission and throwing her tough questions. Um, you know, uh, uh, we've always been able to find at least one or two. Right. Good people in, uh, in positions who should know and yeah. who won't give us answers. Um, right. But it's good to confront them. And right. Get exactly. Them, you know, and and have we had any any weird things happen to us in terms of that? No. I mean, we, I think they've kind of let us alone because they they know who Jesse is. They know what he stands for, and it's easier it's easier to let us yell than it is to try to silence us because then if you silence us, then the exactly. Roy, then the Roy, yeah, yeah. Now we did have a little bit of weirdness with the police state episode. Um, when they, when they pulled that one, uh, I still don't know why they did. Um, but you know, it's the internet. Everyone can see the episode. So right. It's not okay. really censored. Now who, who owns true TV? Do you guys uh, worry about the things coming from, I you know, really Turner, her, which I don't know whoever owns Turner. You know, okay. um, I, I know that Ted, I don't think, is really in charge anymore, but whoever owns the, I think it might be even Time Warner. I, I don't know exactly okay. the, the yeah. chain of, of command there, but hey, they let us on. And, they, and, they, and I'll give the network this. They've never, ever come in and said, no, don't do that story. Okay. Like no, usually they've been supportive of everything. Oh yeah, yeah. That's usually, great. oh, it's That's fantastic. I mean, uh, now we'll get into like creative differences, which sure. we always do in making something, you know. Yeah. Um, but 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 that's more creative. It's not content. Yes. You know. Okay. Um, uh, generally what we do is we'll pick about thirty to forty conspiracies every every year, and then we'll kind of narrow it down to like eight to ten. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that you know that that seem interesting. You right. Know? And. Um, uh, so that's kind of the, the rough pattern of what we do. And then from those, we start researching them out and then we start shooting. Now, the, the sad thing is, is that a lot of times while we're doing the show, uh, new elements, new facts, new things will come forward. And it's like, oh, Damn wish it. we could have got that in there. <laughs> yeah, you, right, know? Right. <laughs> you know, so it's hard. And a lot of people get the impression that we're, that when they see the shows on TV, that we're literally spending a week to make them, right? And mm -hmm. then they're going on Friday. No, we we spend a good half a year making them. Yeah, yeah. By the time okay. they hit the air, we're pretty much done with a lot of production. We might be in editing still, right? But yeah. in terms of the actual, you know, physical shooting Coverage and things like that, we've already. So do you done like all shoot that. for about a year and then? We it's usually we usually go to work. Like the last couple of years, we've always gone to we we've done research in in the spring into early summer, middle summer, and then go out and start shooting. Uh, through the late half of summer, and then we usually go on the air either late fall or winter. Yeah, uh, cool. and that's generally the, the the rule. We have about three four months off where you can kind of okay. take a breather and uh, and you know get your head above water. The only strange thing that's ever happened to me is um, I was living in L.A. and I, I live with my cousin and we're on a second floor, and I got home one night about two in the morning, and uh, he was coming up the back with two entrances, and he came up in the back, and I was sitting on the couch watching some I don't know probably Adult Swim or something. And um, and he was like, "Hey, there's someone going through our garbage." And I'm like, "Well, it's L.A. There's always people going through your garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's hungry." Yeah, I, I hate to say that, but it's true, you know. Uh, and it was Brandon. And then yeah, he's sorry. like, no. <laughs> "He's like, no, no, it's a guy in a suit." And he's like, "Oh." And yeah, so I walked out to the back and I saw this guy, and he, he just, you know, regular hair is kind of in the dark and in a way, so I couldn't really get a good idea on him. Yeah. Um, but he was—he was wearing like a sport jacket, and uh, I was like, "Oh, okay, weird." Um. I live like in a fourplex, so I, I was kind of like, well, maybe someone's get, having a lawsuit or a, you know getting divorced or. Right. Yeah. I didn't think that it had anything to do with me. This yeah. is the first season that I was working on the show, 
And so I asked all my neighbors the next day, like, is anyone going through, like, there's a dude, like, going through our trash, looked like a detective or, or something, you know, yeah. DI. Yeah. And no one did. And that's when it clicked in my head, oh, like, oh, man. well, I'm the only one doing weird things. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. It's but a little spooky. I don't, I don't get frightened over things like that because yeah. there's, there's, there's too much light on Jesse. You know, if right. something were to happen to him, like people have always asked me, is your dad worried about getting killed or something like that? And it's like, no, there's too much light on him. Right. If he were to die in a mysterious plane crash or something like that, like yeah. it would bring too much attention. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's better to try to discredit him in the media and things like that. Yeah. Yes. And his character mm-hmm. assassinations, things like that, rather right. than trying. That's kind of how they do it now. Yeah, that is. They, you know, they try to make him look bad. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Murder's messy. Yeah. You know, murder's yeah. messy. Yeah. Too many unanswered questions with murder. Now. Yeah. But you can character assassinate the shit out of somebody. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. People yeah. have been doing him to me for a while. Yeah. So, you know. yeah. Well, that's just because he works. He doesn't care, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, put some shoes on. Maybe people will respect you a little oh, bit more. Man. I'll go get them on. Yeah. yeah. No, that always bugs me. I watch a lot of food documentaries, and it's always th- these big companies that refuse to be interviewed for this movie. You see that all the time. Nobody ever stands up for factory farming and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. To me, it's always like, what are you hiding? Why would right. you not be right. interviewed? Why wouldn't you ask? If, you, if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're if you're above board and legit mm-hmm. with what right. you're doing, then you have no problem coming up and exactly. Yeah. questions. Exactly, yeah. It's like, these people are attacking you. You know, They're they're saying you suck and that your oh, industry yeah, yeah, is yeah. terrible. Like, why not defend yourself? Why would you yeah. not be on camera? Exactly. It's yeah. really kind of scary and, to and, me. You know, you're, you're run into that and, right. and thankfully we've been able to have a pretty good run at, at, at really shedding some light on some some interesting issues over the last couple of years and, right uh, you know this year will be will be the issues are definitely interesting i mean <laughs> can you tease us so are you, are you guys already done recording no we're still shooting right now can right. i give can i give a request oh I'm sure what you um can oh. you guys figure out the conspiracy theory between Tupac and Biggie Smalls. Uh, I want to know what we've is actually, going we on. Know, we've pitched that one a few really? times. Yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't, the, the only reason we haven't hit something as singularly as that mm-hmm. is, is because it's so singular. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of times the only marching orders from the network is make sure it's something that affects everybody. Okay. Yeah. You know, and 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 it's so specific, that, yeah. but we have pitched the, especially Tupac. Yeah. You know, and, uh, Tupac, because I, I've, I'm a, He's one of my idols. I, yeah. I, you know, he's he's you know for what he was able to accomplish and 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 where he was going mm-hmm. with right. his career. I think. It, it, I, do I have any evidence that says he was killed uh, in in a way that you know wasn't what we thought it was? No. After reviewing and doing all the research I have over the last few years and being involved in this, I can definitely say my gut tells me that there probably was something more involved. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, just I'm, it. it where he was going with his music and where he was going, you know, exactly. He yeah. was going to be, I think, a, a true leader of of uh, working class poor people. Yeah, yeah. And positive, he, positive influence. He, yeah. he had it with his voice. He had it with his conviction. He, you know, his mom his was a Black Panther. Too. You know, and exactly. he came from he, a world where where you know getting people to rise up and fight the system mm-hmm. was right. where he came from. Exactly. Yeah. And he was educated. He was educated, he was educated which is the key exactly. word. He was educated to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And and he always talked about how he felt he was going to die young. And that's what I was gonna say. Like that's what that's what leads me. I don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know he was killed in a mysterious way or what. But 
from the facts that what, what I hear in his music and how he talks about certain things and in interviews that I've heard where he's talking about these elites mm -hmm. trying to, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's easier to, I mean, he didn't, the police never bothered the man until he became famous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He never had a run in with the law until after he became famous and was speaking out against, against. the elites mm -hmm. and things like yeah. that. So, I mean, there's definitely something there to say, Hmm. And the other thing that's a big red flag for me with Tupac is, is, if it is what they say it was, that he got into a beef and then somebody shot him in his car, which, which is which the facts, right. um, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who, who just retired who was a 31-year uh, uh, homicide detective with LAPD working gangland. And, oh, and wow. an amazing guy and, and never, not a racist bone in his body, one of the sweetest people you could ever meet, you know, right. um, uh, did not let his job affect how he viewed people. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he literally was one of those classic, beautiful, what an uh, officer should be. Should be, yes. sure. You yeah. know, and he worked gangland as a crash guy. He, he all facets of a, of a career. Mm. Yeah. And he always told me that, that we talked about Tupac's thing, because he'd actually had run into Tupac a few times, like not, not in, a, a, in a law sense, but just, you know, yeah. out and about, you know, in L.A. at that point. And he, he always told me the thing that, that, that kind of bothered him, but he never would say that he felt one way or another about it. But, and it's a good point is that if you commit a, uh, all right, most of the time when they catch like drug dealers or gangsters and, and gangbangers and shit like that, they catch them because you put the heat on one guy, that guy spills on another thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, if you're the guy that shot Tupac, there's no way you could ever fuck, you're gonna talk about it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you're no gonna way. get drunk, no you're way. gonna get whatever. Some, yes. you're, you're, I yes. killed Tupac. I killed Tupac. Fuck him. Somebody, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like someone's gonna say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then someone else is going to hear that and, and then get caught on like some kind of drug beef. Right. And they're going to be like, we're going to bring the fucking law down on you. You're going away. Well, wait. I know who, I know I know who, who killed, killed Tupac. Tupac. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like did that ever the, happen? Not that I know of. No. You know, that's usually how crimes are solved. It's, right. you know, a guy who did a crime over here. Yes. You all of a sudden get caught up. You're going to spill the beans exactly. and the other thing on the, the bigger crime. Right. You know, the, the first 48, they're pretty damn good at yeah. getting them in the first 48 yeah. by doing their work. And, and that's the interrogation thing. Usually you always pick the guy who d has the lesser crime and then you scare the shit out of him mm -hmm. and then yes. he rolls over on the bigger crime. Yes. Exactly. How that couldn't happen with Tupac. See, and the, the, you know, that's like, the thing to think that you know Biggie Smalls is the person. Same, that, same thing. But you can't find neither one of their killers. You yeah, know, it's, just, it's crazy to me. Not even someone to pin something on. No, like, that that usually it's just weird. When, when something like that happens, that means that there were other elements involved. Now, yes. was it maybe was it the government going out and killing Tupac before he could become a leader? Who knows? Who knows? However, was at least the assassination teams with Biggie? Could they have been ex cops who did it? Who knows? You know, were they hired out just as gunmen? Maybe it you was know? just a regular old thug who didn't like him and killed him, and then right. and then everybody the higher ups and were just we're like, happy whatever. they're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, right. he's gone. Somebody you did know? our job. All right. Or or my my thing is I still I still hold out the the hope that that maybe he is just on an island somewhere with Jim yeah. Morrison, yeah. Yes. And, yes. and Jimi Hendrix, and you know, and they're all just kicking and left it. eye. You know what I mean? And left eye and, and Aaliyah. Well, left eye went away. Left eye went away in a Kurt Cobain's way. up there too. Yeah. Did you see her uh, documentary? No. Um, she had a documentary that she um, shot, and it was like on VH1 or something mm -hmm. like that. And it was like the last, 
like two weeks or something of her life, oh, pretty whoa. much. And this really? is she, yeah, she was doing like this film documentary mm. of her life out in I can't remember what continent or what country, um, but it was somewhere out there, and it was just really off the wall. Is this South America? Was she down there? And I mean, it might have been yeah, somewhere in South, South America, America yeah. yeah. And she, like, she's on this retreat or something, and mysteriously while they're driving it just to me it seemed really staged but mm -hmm. the camera's rolling while they're driving and all of a sudden you hear the driver say oh no shit watch out and then it tumbles and tumbles and it just looked like a movie wow you know but it shot too well it was just <laughs> shot way yeah. too yeah. well i was yeah. just like man you couldn't do this better in hollywood you know and <laughs> And she, you know, she was facing a lot of flack here in... It could be. I mean, I, you, I, know, you I can't put anything can't past put human anything nature. Past, exactly, you're yes. With money Humans and have power, done some. You cannot yeah. put yeah. anything past it. And that's exactly. been the one... I mean, if I've walked away from this show, you know, God forbid when this show ends, that's the one thing I'll walk away from is... is, is I know that you can't put anything past right. people in power mm -hmm. to do devious shit. Humans. Right. And, yes. and the thing is, is, it's not like there's some cabal of evil fucking people going like... How can we fuck over everybody now? <laughs> right. No, I think it's I think it's people who legitimately believe they're doing right. Okay. In yeah. their heads. Yes. No, that that's you know, what I being. Mean, I, don't, I don't think Dick Cheney is sitting at home being like, "How can I fuck over America?" <laughs> you know. Truthfully, yes. they're you all know. actors in a sense because yeah, that's I think, what I think they literally believe that what about. they're doing is good. Mm -hmm. Right. For them. Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what that's <laughs> what we're that's this? what we're taught. You know, in in class as actors is we're supposed to not judge these characters that we're you know we're gonna play, and instead figure out what that character might be thinking that makes what he's doing feel it right to him. Tick, right? Yeah. yeah. What? Why? Why yeah. does it feel right to him? Man? Yeah. Why is it always that people get upset when actors or entertainers speak out about something? I've never quite understood. I never that understood because they're human either. beings. Right. Like right. What, what? They have to be a lawyer or a politician in order to have any say. Yes. Right. That's you what know? it seems like. <laughs> like, uh, is is it not all of us? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, shouldn't it be that the mechanic can have a say? Yeah. And the, the yeah. artist. Can and that's have, the thing that not? sucks. People just put other people down if they're just if they don't have the money. Mm -hmm. If you know, and it's like this world's just been built off of this money, and you can't, it, it's hard to get past it now. That's corporatocracy. I mean, the, the corporations have, have destroyed this country in my mind. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, I, if you really I, trace I most of the conspiracies back, and if you really look at like what's going on behind it, it usually always comes from like a corporate control, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and and corporate interest, right? Mm -hmm. and, well, there's lobbyists, and then you know, there you know, goes I mean, Congress, when they when right? the Supreme Court gave. Human rights to a corporation. Yes, that was one of the <laughs> yeah. darkest days. I think looking <laughs> back, in history, they'll look yeah. back and say oh. that was one of the darkest days of this country. Yes, yeah. because the corporation has no soul. Right, yeah. it is just no. about making money. Have you yeah. seen exactly. the documentary The Corporation? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's they, a great documentary. It's awesome. Yeah. What is the documentary? They they break down a corporation uh, based on the DSM, which is the psychology sort of bible, mm -hmm. and they it's, they oh, conclude okay. that corporations are. If it was a living, breathing human being. Yes. A corporation would be considered pathologically insane. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because yes. you know, they have no oh, regard right. for human life. Right. They have oh, no regard yeah. for their own life. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like, yes, they, exactly. like yeah. the classic mold of an Psychopath. insane person. Yes. Yep. You know? Essentially Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, that's it. Monsanto, maybe. Hello, Clarice. Yes. Yes. Green is not that far away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you look wonderful today. So, so how do we... Are you going to work? How do we fix that? What's the? How do we take... 
power uh, away you know, from well, corporations. Financially, attack them. In, in Stop the buying their shit. Stop yeah. buying their shit. Start growing your own food. Your own food. You know? start, start, you know, Stop shopping at Walmart. Yeah, Stop watching television. Yeah, start yeah, educating. Start no, no, finding. Stop watching television because yeah. that keeps me employed. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and, no, keep watching True TV. And obviously. buy more independent mm-hmm. films. Keep no, but that's the thing. Yeah. You, there's always little ways you can do to change a system. And our system is based on money. So how do you change that? Your dollar is the most powerful thing you have. What you spend your dollar on dictates the future of this country. You have to, I feel you have to get past, you have to find someone who's powerful enough. And this is why I was hoping that Barack was all that he said he was. But you have to find someone that's powerful enough to be able to speak to the middle class Mm -hmm. and start voicing that everyone has an opinion legitimately and, and get people all as one to go against this this dollar bill and get them to realize that there's other means and there's other ways of making a living and mm-hmm. get them to realize and be that comfortable. I mean, one of the, we weren't one of put the on this earth to live like this. One of the saddest things I see in Hollywood and or I see in young artists today is like everybody's like, I gotta go to Hollywood so I can be famous. Right. Fuck <laughs> fame. Yeah. You yeah. know, fuck that. That's how they get you. Yes. You know, they yeah. get you with the fame and the money, and then you're under their thumb. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. then you have your agents and managers and all that saying, No, no, you got to do this movie because we need to make money. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and 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 that's the worst thing you can do. For you yourself. forget why you got into it in the first place right. is because you fucking loved it. There was yeah. like a passion there, yeah. and that gets it's, destroyed. That gets us back exactly. to fucking entourage and yeah. bullshit about yeah. selling that dream. And yeah. it's like that's right. what kills an artist right away. Is is right. is if you can be comfortable living, it doesn't mean you shouldn't get paid for your work. It right. doesn't right. mean that right. if you're good at something, you. Deserve exactly. I mean, yeah. you, you shouldn't do it for free. But no, but it, it also means you don't need the fucking Ferrari. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You, you, you know, you yeah. don't need the entourage. When you when, know, you, like, when yeah. you are married, or if you're just living with three other people, you don't need sixteen rooms. No. Right. You don't need it. You're not going to use that many. Why do you need more Simplicity. than two? Simplicity. Three yeah. bathrooms. You yeah. know. One of the worst things I see in Hollywood today, amongst like cats who go out there is one of the worst things, most disgusting things I see is the agents and managers have positioned themselves to where they dictate to the artist. Yeah. Meaning like, like I know people that literally will do whatever their agent or manager says. And I always ask them this question. It's like, wait, you're paying them. Right. Yeah, to be they work for, for you. Yes. You tell them what right. you, you want know, out of your but, career. But it's the complete reverse psychology. Yep. Right. You know, you are beholden to them because they might drop me. Right. Yeah. They might get rid of me. I can't have them get rid of me. My God, what will I do? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, no, now you're a slave to whatever they want exactly. you to do. Right. Yeah. And what do they do? Yeah. They're there to, a manager is there to help guide you, which is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, having an extra guy in the room who's not going to bullshit you is just going to say, look. Someone that you can trust and yeah, fight in. This is going to be a good idea. This is a bad idea. But if you just choose the bad idea, I'll still support you. Right. That's what you want a manager to do yeah. is mm-hmm. to help guide you. It's an agent like- is just there to fucking broker the deal. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's just there to put to do the paperwork and do all and that. And they want to mm-hmm. get paid. And they, they want paid. to get paid. The, yeah. the the cool thing to me is that like the level we're at, independent film, your buddies do that. Your friends will guide you and yeah. tell you what ideas suck, mm-hmm. and they'll help you know mm-hmm. manage. Or you'll learn like that. Yeah, like, no, no, I couldn't. Right. I couldn't you learn the hard way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or you'll make the. <laughs> I was an authoritarian. Authoritarian. I, I don't know Something if like that's that. a word, but yeah, yeah. I was a real <laughs> asshole like on set, and everyone had to do what I did, and now no one will work with me. Right. Oh. Yeah, the hard way. Yes. Wait a minute. Wait. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's restraining Hollywood for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where can folks see episodes of this show? Uh, well, we'll be on True TV. Uh, we haven't gotten the official date yet, I don't think, of when the, the new season airs, but right okay. now they can go to the uh, True TV website. I think we're on iTunes. There's oh, reruns nice. too, right? There's reruns. There's, you get know, it on DVD? YouTube. No, we don't have DVDs yet, no? surprisingly. Yeah, no Netflix? DVDs yet. 
Uh, I think it might be on Netflix. No, there's no DVDs yet. So oh, okay. But yeah, iTunes. Yeah. But iTunes has the shows for sale on there. At least Sweet. they did. That's uh, Netflix does have the uh, streaming though. Oh, they now, might though. So. Yeah, yeah, it might be on the streaming there. I haven't, I haven't even looked. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of hard to go back and watch the shows, you know, because it's kind of like you know you already worked on them, you already lived in, so, so much. Right. Kinda, I've moved on to the next group. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh, it is interesting though. It, it's fun. It, it's I hate being on camera. That's why I'm a director. I like watching actors. Yeah. But Same way. When you're forced to be on camera, it's it's a. It's woof. Yeah, <laughs> good good note for directors. If you, in order to be the best director you can, you have to force yourself to be an actor. At some that's point. Rob Reiner. Yeah, yeah because right. you, you, once you walk in an actor's shoes and know what they go through, you can direct them better. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, know, yeah you know what they want. You yeah, know what they need. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and that makes you a better director. So as much as I hate being on camera, if it's you know if somebody's doing a project or something like that, I'm more than happy right. to do it. But it's not my passion because I always feel yeah. fucking guilty. Right. Whenever I've been <laughs> cast in something, where even if it's for friends, I'm always like, you know, there's probably a fucking actor that really right. needed this role that I, I really feel yeah, bad you can about. Call me. And, <laughs> and, 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 and you got something going on right now out in uh, out in LA. You guys are trying to get get going with uh, our good friend Ryan Kaiser. We call him oh, LA no. Scum. No, but right. you, you, guys are, you guys are Ryan doing Kaiser. a little, little website with Richard Rachel Grubb and Brooke yeah, Lemke. Yeah, Rachel Grubb and Brooke Lemke. Yeah, I, I I met them uh, earlier this year, and and uh, you know we've been talking about some things. Very nice people of a great oh, yeah. little yeah. production yeah. company. Minnesota um, nice. Yeah, 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 and and, uh, and they asked me. Uh, they'd seen my work in this in this other friend of mine's film, uh, and and asked me to come and play a little part in their in their webisodes. Nice, uh, which I'm more than happy to do. Sure, you know, fun. I mean, that's, that's just you're gonna fun. love working with Ryan. Yeah, I don't think I actually work with Ryan in the script. <laughs> oh, you don't get to? No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I work with Rachel. Okay, but, uh, okay. that's all it takes. It's, it should be pretty weird, funky little webisode series. It's a little awkward. Yeah, it's but, I like, <laughs> but I like but, uh, awkward. But it's know. fun, and, and the script's really cute, and, yeah. and it'll work. You yeah, know, nice, I, uh, nice. You know, so I did that. I did a, I did a little acting uh, work for a friend of mine named Leighton Matthews, who uh, uh, directed a film called The Wanderers, which uh, he's finishing up post on right now. Cool. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And then I got, uh, you know, I got as soon as the season ends with Conspiracy Theory, I'm gonna be pushing forward to do a, a, my first feature film, uh, hopefully this spring. Nice. Uh, cool. Doing it here, out there. Out in L.A. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, this is an L.A.-based story. Uh, oh, I see. And it's, uh, it, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. You know, nice. It's a uh, you know good good intense emotional drama. Cool. And uh, and it uh, as is coming together pretty nicely. I got some fun fun people to get to work with. Okay. Oh, sweet. So you're in sort of pre-production for that. Essentially, yeah. I just did. You directing, producing both. Wrote and directed, and you know probably wow. producing a little too. You know, I uh, you got to be a jack of all trades. Absolutely. You do. <laughs> on an independent level, you on an independent level, you got to be that. Can we get a little sneak on what it may be about? Uh, it's uh, it's interesting. It's uh it's uh it's called assistance, and it's 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 kind of about some some interesting characters in LA and 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 the different kind of journey that you take I mean from from when you first start out to the mm-hmm. middle of your life to, to being you know a 20 something to being an old man and right. um, it kind of deals with that arc but told with individual characters and, oh, neat. Um, you know in, in the sense that like it's not one person's arc it's about sure. Six different characters. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, kind of intertwining stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Crash, though, because Crash is a shit movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, just burning bridges <laughs> over here. <laughs> I don't care. They got Matt Dillon on the line. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, the actors were all good. They did the best they could, but yeah. I mean, that was one of the worst fucking The Academy seems to disagree. If you're going to do a story one. about race yeah. relations in LA, don't make it fucking cheesy. Right. Make a real fucking movie out of it. Right. You know, instead, you get this cheesy bullshit, 
you know, and it's just hey, like, but but that that scene when um I forget the Mexican scene. actor when the oh, his daughter is yeah. shot. Oh yeah, no, like, like, yeah. It, it, like I, I say, was touching. Here, here's the problem: is that you got movies out there that are all spectacle, yeah, mm-hmm. and people think that just because they're spectacle with emotions, that somehow they're real, yeah, right, you know, right. and that pisses me off. It's like someone says, "You gotta watch this movie, Old Boy. It's amazing, right? It's the most innovative film of all time." I'm like, okay, so yeah. I watch it. Yeah, it's fucking spectacle. Yes, it's just, I mean, it's interesting to watch, yeah. Yeah. but it's not some fucking thought-provoking, amazing thing. It's a fucking revenge story. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm not right. upset that Spike Lee's redoing it, because tra- thankfully in my realm of world, I don't give a shit. Right. You know? It's a pretty straightforward story, right? Yeah. So just... he eats a fucking octopus. Wow. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Although I, I am kind of a big fan of that, that, that big, long take fight scene in the hallway. You know, no, I mean, a, I'm not... But some cool once again, there, I'm, not yeah. saying that, I'm not saying that it's a, it's a bad made... It's a right. bad movie. Right. I'm, you right. know, it, it's technically, very, it's an extraordinary movie. And yeah. It's, yeah. it's very yeah. well done. Done, but it's not something that's changing my world it doesn't because make there's no human connection yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no human connection to it. Right. Show me a movie with human connection yes. and that I can connect to as a human being right. and I will follow you to the ends of the earth. Right. But when you do something that just is wowing me with, with the spectacle, like well, how does that... Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. I can I can go watch a fucking Michael Bay movie. Exactly, it's fun yeah. for the. They, they no, don't Michael, do that. But no, <laughs> unless it's The Rock and Nicolas Cage is in there. Granted, he doesn't have oh the two uh, gold-plated guns, but you know, he's still pretty good. <laughs> oh gosh. What about? Are oh, there? Uh, <laughs> what, With uh, the Oscar winner Sean Connery. What's your uh, favorite favorite <laughs> film all time? Oh fuck, that's a terrible question. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't have one. I, Predator. I do. Predator. <laughs> yeah. The Running Man. You're, you're in a world that hurts. <laughs> yes, yeah. is, is the body in here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ain't got time to John faggots around here. <laughs> <laughs> stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> Just like me. Just like me. That's a great movie for quotes. That's oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that where the line ain't got time to bleed? I ain't got time yeah. to yeah. bleed. Yeah. yeah. You're, You're bleeding, man. You're I ain't hit. got time to bleed. Yes. Great. <laughs> got time to duck? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's one of those movies that I literally could probably recite the whole fucking movie I line bet. for line yeah. because obviously yeah. it was a fun movie. Yeah, that movie's amazing. All the questions to well, like back in the day. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. I mean, that's fans. I mean, yeah. like, that's the one thing. It's yeah. like, like, talking with fans is great. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's the people you make movies for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Regardless of the genre, what you're doing, you make it so people will be like, that was yes. awesome. That spoke mm-hmm. to me. I was really enthralled by it. You, you guys know, you're filmmakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Great well, when someone comes no, up we don't to know. We don't know about fans, but yeah, we know about making movies. We got a few. Well, at least just for yourselves. I mean, one of the great things about doing a film, and this is how I kind of look at it when, when putting something together, whether it be a short film or a, or a TV show or whatever, yes. is, is you make it for the people that are making it with you at that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to don't think about the audience. Right, you'll never predict what the hell they're gonna like or not like. Yeah, but right. You, you, but you try to do it to where if you can look at your buddy and say, "Wow, that was really right. good." You know, like wasn't it cool when we did that? And right. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that's who you make it for because right. that, that if you try to make a movie that's gonna appease the audience, right. You know, like it's impossible. Everyone right. is so. such a hyper critic when it comes to films too it's right. like a, a, everyone's got their precious little opinion oh yeah on, you know right. like you know you could pour your heart and soul in it and, uh, right it's okay yeah. people don't really understand it like how much uh, it goes put into, into a movie oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's be prepared be prepared you know people might not like your shit right you know? that's okay no, no okay. we, we yeah. know oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of them yeah. so form <laughs> it's a line <laughs> stretches down the block people yeah don't like the, our the shit. line leads from here to east st paul we know no, that's for me. It's like I always just make the movie I want to see. You yeah. know, it's yeah. it's pretty that's much that's yeah. And then mm-hmm. and then you hope that I mean I, I every project should be a passion. Mike, Mike project. Nichols, yeah. the director. Yeah, Mike Nichols, the director, had a great 
quote. He, he said, um, making a movie, and, and the reason you make a movie is kind of like being on a life raft in the middle of the ocean. And you're on the life raft, and it's dark, and you're all alone, and other people are on the raft with you, and you get your signal flare, and you shoot the signal flare up in the air just to see if anyone else is out there adrift with right. you. Right, sure. Right. Yes. You, know, yeah. you might so be it's wrong. It's just kind yes. of like, you know, I, I, I got to shoot this up in the air just to see, does just anyone see. else feel this way? Right. Does right. anyone else see this the way I see it? Right. Yes. You know, yes. Just to, you know, it's communal. You know? oh, that's yeah. a great way to look oh, at yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It's like, am I the only one that, yeah, the only yeah, one yeah. That, that feels this way? Yeah. And it's kind of a cool way you just put it out there. And I got to ask you, I got to put you on the spot. So let's just say that in 2012, we might have a couple projects coming up. Mm-hmm. We, can we get you out here for a cameo? <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, you can't afford me. Brandon, <laughs> and, and to, to, just to clarify, Brandon will be wearing shoes. Oh, yeah, I'll wear shoes to set. Dude. Wear yeah, shoes to set. I might yeah. be there. No, uh, yeah, and I'll sure. be in the Audi. I mean, if, I, if I like the script and I like the part, of course, sure, I, sure. Of course I'll help out. You okay. know? I mean, it's like, you know, if I don't like the script and don't like the part, right. you know, we won't hear back from you. Z- no, yeah. no, 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 no. Send me the next one. Yeah. No, no, no. I, of course, of yeah. course. You know, I'm always, I'm always game to help people out. You know, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, it, 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 we have to stick together as a community. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and, yeah. and as long as you feel comfortable doing the work, like there's no reason you shouldn't. Right, right. You know, right. Um, I, if I'm busy doing my own shit, yes, then, then, then <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, no. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, man. Of course, of course. Oh, yeah. I, mean, it's, I don't know you guys. I've literally just walked in here tonight. <laughs> right. um, I don't even know what movies you fucking make. Um, but you're an awesome, awesome dude. Well, I can right, tell. You know, it's been fun. Yeah. It's been fun. It's nice. It's, it's nice not even being out in California yet, but knowing that there are real people oh, yeah. out there. No, there's very good people you know, out there. There's a lot. There, you know, it's it's there's the cliched people. Yes, mm-hmm. easy to, to weed through the entourage wannabes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. there's the cliched people the you easy to make fun of. You know, and, and and but then there's also like really good cores of people out there. You just have to t- take the due diligence and find yeah. them. You know. Um, and then, like, I'm trying to do is start a nice little groundswell of people saying, Community. no, we don't need to be a part of that system. We have our own system yeah. that we can build ourselves. A yeah. dream of a day. That's kind of what we're trying to do here, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Know? you know. A dream of a day where I can create a music video slash movie where it's all the actors, artists, mm. and we're just, it's almost like a we are the world mm, type deal. Right? Family. Just, yeah, family. just a family we that's world holding hands. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> we can do the zombies, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can probably make this happen. We'll hire Ryan Shadley to do the yeah, zombies. Yeah, seriously, cool. and, then, and it, we'll call the song Revolution. I like it. I like it, I like yeah. it. Yeah. I'll be down for that. I don't ask me to sing. I hear you thinking. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to change the world, dog. I'm not going to lie. We do a podcast at a time. Yes. Yeah. We do One need to unite yeah, as a I people. Agree. I agree. Sean just put that call out there for everyone. So unite. <laughs> well, what does Optimus Prime say? Uh, what doesn't he say? No, <laughs> when, when, when he brings in everybody and they all fly, all the transformers like, roll out, unite right, or something like that. Autobots say? unite or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, you're testing my my geekdom. So, here. <laughs> I know. Geekdom. I'm embarrassed. I don't know it. Damn. Damn. I, I, I feel like I should as well. I just know I got really pissed when I tried to make Devastator and I couldn't fucking make him. Like, yeah. I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. Where are we at? Where are we at for time? Oh, yeah, yeah. Days. Uh, 145. Oof. Wow. wow. On two. Yeah. Well, we'll go for the two and then yeah, why not? we'll do a nice yeah. clean break. Well, I want to hear that. Yeah. Fa- favorite movies. Give me favorite a, movies. Give me a um, handful. What, what's been an influence you growing up? An influence? Well, I'll just give you a handful of my favorite movies. Uh, Maltese Falcon. Nice. Uh, JFK. Um, oh, yeah. Mine too. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, 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 Woman <laughs> Under the Influence, okay. anything mm-hmm. that Cassavetes does. Um, uh, With Nail and I, great movie. Very few people have seen it, but fantastic film. Um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, 
contemporary films? Not much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turned the wrong era. No, actually, Beautiful by Alejandro was a very good movie. Ah, um, okay. And then, uh, boy, what else? Uh, oh, it's a smattering of a few movies. Okay. Yeah. You know, Chinatown, your classics. Yes. Your nice. goodies. Yes. You know, there's not a lot made recently that. So you watch me. a lot of home movies. Hell yes. I mean, a lot of movies you have at home. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think my DVD collection is like 900. Oh wow. wow. You know. Oh um, shit. Which pisses me off because now everything's Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh, um, no, we, uh, Fran and I, been hop- we've been popping in. Uh, <laughs> right when I got it. <laughs> yeah. Me and Elliot last two nights been watching VHS tapes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, we watched uh, St. Elmo's Fire last night. Yep. St. Elmo's Fire cracks me up. <laughs> Who the fuck tries to kill themselves with an air conditioner? <laughs> right. I never got that part. Demi Moore? Like, well, I know, but I'm just sitting here going, like, I'm, I'm going to kill myself. That's All the, the ways you can kill yourself, I'm going to open the window. Yeah. But, but oh, what I, is he? What, what I, I love Rob just, Lowe. Rob Lowe's character in that. Hilarious, yeah. dude. Just a hell just, of a sax player. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen trouble. it, folks, check it out. Just, just love him. Yeah. No, there's, a, there's a lot of great movies. I mean, I, I, I was influenced heavily, not influenced, but I, I remember really liking Pulp Fiction when that came yes. out. Yes. Yeah. Now I can't watch it to save my life because yeah. I overliked it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, you overdosed. <laughs> You know, overdosed on Tarantino. But that was when I was younger. Like it's so weird as you get older, like your ships and like what you sure. like changes so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but no, now I'm definitely I, I you know I get like I say, give me a movie that was made with a lot of heart and has a lot of, of passion behind it, and, right. and I'll generally like it. Did yeah. you see? Uh, it just came out. Drive. Ryan Gosling. Yes, I did see Drive. Uh oh. Um, one of the best chase sequences I've ever. One of the best chase sequences I've ever, ever seen filmed. Reminded me of like Michael Mann directing like a modern day. Yeah, like, I mean, the, taxi you know, here's what I'll tell you my big fucking hang up on Drive was, and uh, hopefully it's not spoiling everybody, but but my big fucking hang up on Drive was this, the director beating us over the head with his message. Uh, which, you know, I mean, when, when he's out with the girl and they're, they're, you know, he's finally showing a human side to himself, and it's mm-hmm. actually very well shot and very eloquent. What does he do? He puts a synthesizer 80s soundtrack with a woman saying, he's a real hero, he's a real human being. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know, I saw that. I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah, you right. have to fucking tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? and the I other loved way- the soundtrack, but that song, I was like, oh, they went there. For like 80s glorification, it was yeah. all right. That, yeah. and I'm sorry, Albert Brooks, uh, he's a great actor, fantastic actor, but I don't really right. buy him as being someone I'm afraid of. That and oh, there's other right. little things in that movie too that bothered me. It's like, you know, at the end, this character gets stabbed and he kind of falls back and his shirt comes up a little bit. And he's yeah. been stabbed in the gut, but yet his gut's clean of blood. Hmm. And it's like little attentions like that of reality yeah. detail yeah. Yeah. get me yeah. when I watch a movie because I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm out of the movie. Right. You know, yeah. and you have to pay, I mean, as a director, you've got to pay attention to all of that. Yes. Yeah. That, and I'm sorry, it was a little bit of miscasting in that movie. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, I, she's an amazing actress, Carrie Mulligan, but I don't quite buy her as being a waitress at Denny's in Echo Park. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just yeah. a little hard for me. Exactly. This, like, yeah. Elfish yeah. European girl yeah. working as a waitress at 3 a.m. at Denny's in Echo Park. <laughs> A refill I, on my Mountain Dew over I here. Wish. Yeah, Dude, yeah, I wish. Dude, we should I, go to Denny's right now if that were the case. Right. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think so. I've seen yeah. waitresses in Echo Park. They're not <laughs> Carrie Mulligan. No, 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 no. You know, you could have cast an amazing. You could have cast an amazing uh, Latina Latino actress. Yeah. yeah. Spanish actress, and and it would have been infinitely more real to me. Should have got yeah. Erica Soto. Boom. Great. There you no, go. Yeah. You know, but no, and and so, but other than that, it was it was you know was it a great movie? No, but was it a entertaining? It entertaining. Yeah. yeah. You know, it had like the chase scene in the beginning was fantastic. Yeah, it was yeah, a lot of fun. It, it that beginning really, really sucked and, and, me in. You know, and that, and it's like, you know, other little things got me a little bit. It's like, you know, 
uh, Gosling did the best he could, mm-hmm. but you know he plays a character that that is really creepy, and he's trying to he's like wooing this girl and she's letting him hang out with her little boy, but yet he's staring at her and doesn't blink for three minutes. Right now, any normal fucking person would be like, I don't want that person anywhere near my child. Yes. Yeah. But no, Chester. Drive was all right. I mean, Drive was all right, and and the, I actually like the director. Uh, he he did Bronson, which was a which was a really interesting. Ah, film. okay. You know, and uh, Tom Hardy, which I think is the reason that he got cast as Bane, was from his role in Bronson. Ah. Was, uh, a hell of an actor. You know. Okay. Nice. But uh, I haven't seen Drive yet. I've heard a lot of well, good things. We just ruined the shit out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, no, well, I don't need to see it anymore. Yeah. No, I, I, I went with the wife last Friday, and it was like, we were like, I'm glad we came. Don't That's think why we're going to buy that shoes. one, though. You know, yeah. it's one of yeah. those. Exactly. Okay. Like, yeah. I'm glad I got to see it. I, yeah. I liked a handful yeah. of the songs. Uh, it was an experience. And that was an 80s score on that movie. <laughs> it's Cliff Martinez did the score. It's Miami Vice. And like, wait, uh, so it's 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 new music that's made to feel like, like 80s, the 80s music? Totally, oh, okay. totally. Like electronica. Okay. You okay. Know, um, and done really well? But yeah, the, the film composer himself is Cliff Martinez. He used to play with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's, oh, he scored wow. Narc and Traffic. Yeah, well, ask him oh, why he's got a real... You know, ask him why he had to like, you know, overemphasize what we already saw on screen. <laughs> yeah. you know, beating that's, us over the head the with <laughs> the emotions of what we're supposed to be, what, which we know. That's yeah. for the blind the other, Okay, here's the other creepy thing, and I'll end it with this because I know we're running out of time. Here's a creepy thing I've seen with audiences lately. Okay. And it just creeps me out. I'm watching Drive and it has some very violent sequences in it. And after the first violent sequence, the people in the audience cheered. What? Wow. Which was really creepy. It was like, wow, like you're cheering. There were there were older violence. people yeah. in, the, in the audience when we were at the theater and they were like, oh, they're all well, turning that's away. That's what should going, be doing. Yeah. 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 You know, instead, like I'm in Hollywood and people are fucking cheering the violence. Right. Wow. Really? We're yeah, because there point. was some crazy... We're at like, this I didn't point. think it was going to be... Yeah. How we, how we brainwashed. And then that leads into another story. My My... Sean Penn had invited me to see a screening of, of a movie called The Assassination of Richard Nixon, where he plays this real-life character who goes on this rampage and ends up you know, trying to hijack a jet and kills mm-hmm. a bunch of people. Before he goes, we're at a press screening. Before he goes into this murderous rampage, he kills the family dog. And it's kind of off-camera. Like You see him raise the gun up, and he shoots, and the dog gets killed. Right. What kind of dog? Uh, it was like a house dog. It was like a Labrador. Because you can shoot a human, but you can't shoot a dog. Well, here, here's yeah. what was interesting. It's very true. Here's what was interesting. The screening's done. It's this very real film about violence and things like that. Really well done. And one of the first questions that the press asked was, how did you mentally prepare for killing the dog? <laughs> And that statement really stuck with me because I was like, wait a minute, we're so desensitized yes, that we like, don't care yeah. about the people. We don't yeah. care about how he mentally prepared to kill six, seven people. No. <laughs> we were so concerned about that dog. No. How did you do it? You know, and yeah. I, and just that kind of, I mean, I was just like, wow, we're really at that point? It's that's true. like, that's you know, the, the true, if you are. need to it's establish true, yes. a villain in a movie, that's the foolproof way to do it. He kills a dog. I mean, everybody, like, right there. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. that was the thing that got me. That, that was the thing that really emblazoned in my mind that we need to start making real films with real human beings in it again. So right. we can start feeling real human emotions. Exactly, so because when you have audiences cheering blatant violence, and yeah. when you have people more concerned about a pet, 
not that they shouldn't be concerned about a dog. I mean, right. no one yeah. wants to see pets get killed or no, anything like right. that. But right. when you have people more concerned about what happens to animals on screen than what happens to human beings on screen, I think we've hit a really ugly point. Yeah. In, in, yeah. In was, was it meant, I mean, in the movie? Is it, is it was the, meant to be a, 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 an, an emotional moment. I mean, it wasn't, it was there okay. for a reason. Okay. You know, and, and it, it, the character's gone over the edge. Right. You know, he's now killed the dog. Like, now he's going off to do this. Okay. But it, it, was just, it was just one of those things where it was just kind of like, wow, like, you know, the people's reactions. Went, that's what right. I mean. It's like, we've got to get, you know, there's always a balance. Yes. And I think right yeah. now we're way over here. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, you know, way over to the, the crazy side of the balance. Mm -hmm. and, and we need to bring that back a little bit. And, and you know, hopefully that happens. I right. Mean, I have a yeah. lot of great hopes for the future of cinema right now in terms of what I, I hope it becomes. Because if you look at human history, every time there's great strife or great conflict or great sorrow, after that has kind of waned or maybe towards the end of it. Right. Art blooms. Right. Mm -hmm. People need, you know, after the Dark Ages came the Renaissance. After the Vietnam War and the 60s right. and all that turmoil and strife, you had the 70s of, of filmmaking and music and mm -hmm. things like that. Music actually hits a little sooner than film does. Yeah. But, but you have a great blossoming. And, right. and, I, and I feel like after all the shit we've been through in the last 10, 15 years, right. I think we're definitely due for, yeah. for yeah. that next renaissance yeah. filmmaking. Um, and hopefully I'm, it comes from young artists going out there with $30,000, $5,000, whatever, and making movies on their own and making right. their own stories yeah. and not feeling beholden to a fucking corporation right. to yes. tell their yeah, stories. It's, it's all passion at that level when mm -hmm. you're doing it just on your yeah. own. It's because it's you love it. You know, it's because you have and a that, story. That, have an that idea. passion is going to be more in tune with what people need to see right. and yeah. need to feel. Right. Mm -hmm. And learn about than than anything that you know uh, popcorn anything McDonald's can put out. Right. Right. Yeah. right. yeah. I'll end it with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank it. you for having me. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. nice yeah. to meet that you, man. Awesome. Thanks for coming. Signing off right now. Tyrell Ventura, Elliot Davini, Sean Dunbar. I'm Brandon Van Vliet. Thank you for listening. Good night. Good night.